What was the thing that well, that Jake says that's so fucking good? Good God. That I quoted to you? Good grief. And I am earlier. Uh, I was like, I when Jake know. says, oh, God. Video games? Video Classic. Games. Oh, God. games. <laughs> oh, my God. He did a special move. Oh, why would I say games? Slides, 2010, and this is the Idle Thumbs Podcast, Episode 9. And I'm Chris Remo. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And, and <laughs> we're joined today by Sean Famous Vanneman, who's sitting in for Steve Hot Scoop Scanner. Hey, guys. Hello, hey, Sean Famous, Famous Vanneman. How's it going? It's good. Going, going pretty well. We're going to start by talking about a panel that we're doing. That's true. Really? Yeah, yeah, go gotta... on. We, uh, we're going to talk about video games on a panel at the Pan Arcade Expo in Seattle this September. Um, our panel is on the third day of the expo, which goes from September 3rd to 5th, I believe. And it will be at 2 p.m. in the Wolfman Theater. So, Home you, of the Wolfman. Home of the Wolfman. Um, I think as, as of now, they think they only have a few days left before they sell out of three-day passes to PAX. So if you want to come see us talk about video games and see me perform a song, probably Space Asshole, uh, and see Nick Brecken on Idle Thumbs for the first uh, time. In the in audience, <laughs> Nick will watch, um, and Chris and I will just sort of hang out. Yeah. Somewhere in the fourth row. Good. Yeah. He'll shed a few tears. No, Nick will actually be on the panel. So yeah, It'll be good. So you should come watch us do that. Hopefully, actually, people show up. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, so much funnier, though. If it is just you guys if in a room. just us. Then it would just oh. be like recording a pot. It would just be what we always do. Right. We, I know, but we the whole presentation aspect of it. Well, no, just... but we just, we just wouldn't mention that it was the live episode. Yeah. We're just like, oh, hey, what's up? It's hey. Idle Thumbs episode 13, and uh, Nick's here as a guest. It'd be great if there were two people, though. So in the back of it, you just had to deal with the guys. Like, yeah! Boo! <laughs> Say Puffins. Say the wizard! <laughs> yeah. I thought this was the Will Wheaton keynote. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're slowly turning into Venture Brothers henchmen. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck off. So anyway, so do that. Um, <laughs> Idlethumbs.net has <laughs> the details of that event. It'll be good, hopefully. So come watch us talk about video games. And if you don't, we'll probably record it or something and, and put it up. I was just going to ask if you guys were yeah, going to record I, I think it. so. I mean, That I, seemed to be the buzz. Of, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, we're also going to upload a 1080p uh, video of it, which will make your computer probably <laughs> fall apart. Are we going to do that? No, we probably shouldn't do that. Oh, that's not then. Yeah. Cool. So people ask for video, but no. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. If I was just a fan or just a guy living in Seattle, I'd probably go. So it's going to be good. But you aren't going. You, you might never go. know. I'm not, you know, who knows? You can't plan what I am going to do. You probably should if it's flying somewhere and staying in a hotel. Don't be ridiculous, Chris. Oh, well, video games. So... You've made mention a few times that you've beaten a lot of video games lately. You yeah. beat all? Are you the master of video Sudden, games? Yeah, suddenly I you have You are actually, like, a 12-year-old Fred Savage. 
Is that what? No, I, it's his, his it's autistic brother who beats all the games, and he. Yeah. Just, oh, you're not. You're not Prince <laughs> yeah. Savage. Oh, you're the damn, autistic kid, and then you have somebody what shilling you, you out. About? The, the wizard. wizard. <laughs> the wizard. The movie. I know that there's a movie called that. Oh my! You've never seen. The, anyway. There's don't one. worry about it. You're just the autistic kid. So, out of spoiler, all- Idle Thumbs, Chris Remo has never seen the video game film The Wizard. Wow. Wasn't that about Nintendo? Yes. Well, Nintendo makes a prominent corporate appearance. Perhaps I remember, I, I, mean, <laughs> I remember it existing. Anyway, oh. I have beat a lot of video games recently. So, out of all of those, if I was going to take one out of your 10, or I don't how know, many? Actually 10, some number. Whatever. Your right. double digit number. What would you slide across the table to me? In an illicit fashion. Like to recommend you play? Yeah. Uh, you know what I like? You know what I'm down with? That's a good question. I don't really know. Um, I wish I... Which one did you hate? They all had good and bad points. I just finished Assassin's <laughs> Creed 2 pretty recently. They're all kind of recently. terrible. You finished what? Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure a lot of other people finished a while ago. But um, that was, Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2 as well, I, both of which I've completed for some reason... Um, are games that are really interesting to me theoretically. I hear that it's a historical fiction wrapped in a crazy sci-fi conspiracy yeah, thriller. Yeah, basically, yeah. I it's hear like a, that. It's like a pizza bite. Pizza yeah, wrapped it's inside like that. Me. Less pizza in it, but it's a bite. Well, it's Italian. That's so sort of. I think yeah. the uh, speaking of which, um, if anyone who, who's listening has not played Assassin's Creed Two yet and is going to, or if you haven't finished it or something, you should change the language track to Italian because it makes the game way better. Uh, it's really cool to actually play the game with a full, the full, you know, all That's the dialogue they and the everything. Italian cast in the American release. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is really cool. That's I a mean, really good choice. It really is. Uh, maybe all those performances are terrible. I don't know. I don't speak Italian. Um, that all sound pretty awesome to me. So that was a cool choice on Ubisoft's part. Um, but it's a, it's a weird, Assassin's Creed is a weird game to me. Like, I really like the idea of historical fiction, and I wish there were more of it in games, but I wish that games weren't so insecure about everything that they feel this need to, like, hedge their bets by surrounding it in this crazy fucking, like, computer sci-fi nonsense, like, full of weird things. Like, we're hacking the system, yeah. and it's the the brain interface is neurons, and it's... Yeah, like, like it would be too bold to say, oh, you, like... You, yeah, you guys program computers to make video games. Like, shouldn't you be the people most sensitive to like bullshit yeah. pseudo computer language? Like, that always surprises me. You and I talked about this, and it was it was ultimate armchair narrative design, unfortunately. But just <laughs> yeah. sort of the notion that if instead of there being this crazy overarching conspiracy, if it had just been first game was in the Middle Ages, and the second game was someone in Renaissance Italy stumbling across the papers or the story of that and picking up yeah, the thread, that would be, be amazing. It'd be really cool. Yeah. Whereas, but, or it's the same guy who keeps jacking in. Yeah, the problem with that is that it it like increases well, you know. it like it just sort of inherently devalues what's happening in the actual main component of the game because you know that it's all just this prescribed thing. That so you're if you die in the just... game, you don't die for real in this. <laughs> no, you just wake up groggy. Oh. You just, like, well, you just go back like, to the checkpoint like any other video game, except oh, that yeah. there's cool computer stuff that comes onto the screen when it happens. Mm. I mean, that's really the only difference. Well, I mean, I would also argue, and this might be probably bold, but like if you were to, if they were to do it your way, where it's just like you just de- in de- history decouple it, yeah, just in history decouple it from the Matrix bullshit. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I think it, I would argue that maybe it makes the IP more valuable 
because you can take it out of that context of the game and maybe bring it elsewhere to an audience that has no interest in jumping on rooftops and snapping necks, but wants to. You mean see like a it. film or something, or do you mean another? yeah, a film yeah. or anything? Yeah. You know, like the miniseries. I mean, it's unfortunate that like. But people would still like that in a film. You're making a mistake. What people would love is you're a crazy assassin who then uh, a crazy glitch happens and then you're on a table with a weird eye looking at you. Yeah, I mean, key demos. If Christopher sure. Nolan directs it. But I thought it was really interesting. Like, I was, I went and, I'm not going to say what movie I went and saw because it's embarrassing. But I was, was it there Predators? With, it might have been Predators. <laughs> in my defense, there was drinking involved before, during, and Whatever, after. you saw Predators. Yeah, that no. doesn't mean anything. Um, it made it more enjoyable, but um, Predator. we're watching the trailers and there's a new Resident Evil movie coming out, uh-huh. and I'm with a girl who doesn't play video games at all to the point where she was like, "I don't really know what you do. Maybe we, you should like show me a cool video game sometime. Like, I don't know what a cool one is." Right. So it's like, "Oh, well, we will do that." But um, so we're we're Aliens there. versus Predator, and be like, you know, we saw that. Movie. Remember that? It's like half of that, but only one Predator and more. Anyway, um, she leans over in the middle of this trailer and goes, "Was this based on a video game?" And it's the new Resident Evil movie. Nice. I'm like. Yes, it is actually Resident. She's like, oh yeah, it's the thing with the, mm. <laughs> you know, and like it's just so funny that like you can yeah. tell aesthetically, oh, this came from the game space. Yeah, where I feel like if you decoupled Assassin's Creed from its uh-huh. again Matrix bullshit, that's a good point. You I might be able mean. to bring yeah. it to a different audience without right. them thinking, oh, this came well, from see, an Xbox. Yeah, what you're saying is reinforced by the fact that they. St- like they have this idea for this thing set in history and this whole conspiracy that you know spans thousands of years, and because it's a video game, like they're falling into the exact trap you're describing, which is oh we've got to surround it with video game bullshit. Like there's you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's no it's not it's it probably wasn't even a question. I mean it probably was just a given. You know that you can't just we're not just gonna set a game in 1342 or whatever. Like what are you crazy? It's a fucking computer uh, mind shenanigan. Like you know this is what you do in a video game. But you actually enjoy uh, you enjoy you've enjoyed running around in a city. Yeah, and, I and really up, like and running around and the, owning this, a dude. <laughs> the basic mechanics in these games are so weird and hilarious to me. Like the, I mean, I, I love anything where you can run around and explore. Like I really like Crackdown for the same reason. I mean, oh, for sure. you just run around on rooftops, and grabbing around shit, and explore things. Yeah, and grab things and like th- that stuff is good. And and when the games ex- encourage you to explore it and actually encourage you to take advantage of the verticality, I like that stuff. It's good. And Assassin's Creed does a pretty good job of that. And I like it. It's fun. Like, I put up with a lot of repetitive bullshit in Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2 because I like running around so much. It's it's way more fun most of the time for me than the combat in those games, which I don't really enjoy. But there are weird, like, the things that they've chosen to allow you to do in the world are so strange. Like, you can hold, and part of it emerges out of the fact that they they go for a really context-sensitive uh, control scheme. You know, so like, like they have, they have press this... X to flip over a guy and snap his neck like that. Sort yeah. Of stuff. Or like drop down from a ledge. Those are like <laughs> the same thing. So okay. I'm like the B button is hand, which means anything from let go of a ledge with your hand or fucking stab a guy in the face with your sword with your hand. Like or eat so a depending croissant. on the, the, con, the context you're with in, your yeah. like That's mouth. very different things will happen. Mm. Uh, it's really weird. And so as a result of that, when you're walking around, you know, for example, you can hold down A, I think, and your guy will walk quickly. For some reason, walk quickly is also the button for, for 
pickpocket things. I l- so, so you're just sort of walking quickly, down, yeah, but then the occasionally robbing people. Just like, but because of the way this, this game works, your guy will just contextually grab into the person's pocket and do it. So you, as you're just holding Maybe this you're down and quickly mm-hmm. walking through the city, your guy is just like frantically sticking out his hands into everyone's, stealing everything. Like, just like in a cartoon, you know, where his hands are just like bing, 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 and the little money signs are just right. popping out of people's heads. <laughs> like on a fucking it's Tony Hawk like combo chain. Right. Like, you found all hidden tapes actually actually. Right. Yeah. It's really weird. And like the best part is you can hire prostitutes in this game, but the thing you hire prostitutes to do is not to be a prostitute really. It's to walk around with you, basically. So like you hire prostitutes four at a time. That's the only way to hire prostitutes. Oh, of course. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. One in room. What you do with them when you hire them is you stand in the middle of them and they walk around with you. That's so you badass. basically you hire a prostitute posse to just hang out with and walk around and they do they do all these like seductive hand motions. Like it looks like you're in the middle of a weird music video or something as you walk around and You're these... in the Mo Money Mo Problems video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This needs the puffy suit. <laughs> and so if you do that while holding down the the fast walk button, they'll match your speed and you're just surrounded in this like shroud of prostitutes while you just reach into everyone's pocket and steal everyone's money in the town. It's like when you think about the fact that some designers had to like sit down and decide what they wanted your basic interactions to do and like these are the, these God are the bless those so guys. Is there are there videos of this at this point because that it well, sounds like people need to just uh it's just, like capture it's, that and then slow it down and put hilarious music behind yeah it. right yeah do it from like so you 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 rotate the camera around so you're watching him from the front right and then walking, you put the camera down to the ground and yeah. have it look up as your guys like sauntering through yeah. town with those prostitutes just reaching into everyone's pocket yeah pretty much and the other thing you use prostitutes for, which is really handy, mm-hmm. is to distract mm-hmm. is to distract guards, oh. like with the promise of prostitution, Lame. except they just hang out, which is really good because <laughs> it means you get to you know steal things the guards are guarding. Which, by the way, the guards guard like just fucking chests of money that just sit on the ground in the. So I'm just like, paid to I, pay to stand. They didn't here. have banks. People, the banking system hadn't been invented yet. What do you want? I thought didn't the Medici's. Have a bank. I thought the whole point of the Medici's was look in the sci-fi yeah, version yeah, 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 yeah. of this. History has been changed. <laughs> well, the Medi- you hang out with the Medici's. Like you hang out with everyone. Do they you mention banking the at any time? You hang out with like fucking popes. You hang out with Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> popes. Like this is so multiple you, popes. So you, you and the pope not rolling through town with four <laughs> prostitutes pickpocketing people. <laughs> this is one of those games where like or Chris has a way to make me want to play games. Theories where. Everyone in history is like part of the conspiracy. Like everyone you've ever heard of in history is actually the reason you've heard of them is because they're part of a conspiracy and they have like a magical item. Like it's one of Does those. Benjamin Franklin it's one of show those, up? Like sub Dan Brown bullshit conspiracy. You know what I'm talking? You, right. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen yeah, things that are like National Treasure, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. No, no, well, no. Book of Secrets. The first uh, one, the you know, one. the first yeah, one. First one's bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. and the second one, secrets. But the, just the, El libro de secretos. <laughs> well, I don't know if secrets is that in Spanish. Go on. But yeah, the, 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 I don't know. The whole like idea of guards being here just to hang out and like guard money that someone who has money is paying them to do. Like, right, or just, you could put the money in your house. Right. And then have the guard guard that. Which, nah, just put them out on the street. Maybe it's a test their metal. Maybe it's like a whole guard. Like, That's true. School like, thing. see if they'll resist taking the money. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a. I mean, I well, don't want. I don't want to failing then, because as soon as a prostitute like walks in front of their face, they they rush off. Which well, is, are they which not is, men? I mean, do they not bleed? That's true. Come they on. are they are men, and they do bleed. You can stab them, and they'll bleed. Well, there you go. But I mean, so the, it's a comment. You can it's avoid. Really smart you choice. avoid having to make them bleed by doing this. So as a result, I basically fucking churn through prostitutes in this game. By, <laughs> like, I mean seriously, like. If I'm ever walking around in Assassin's Creed 2, I've got prostitutes on me because there's just you... so much snuggle bum goodness in this. With uh, no one knows who you're talking churn about. Churn through prostitutes, you'll be sampled. <laughs> oh God! There's this guy in our forums, uh, Snuggle Bum, who he's been making remixes of the last few episodes. Yeah, it's from time good. to time, when including Chris says something like, "I will churn through prostitutes." The highlight so far being I I fell off of a dinosaur fence. Featuring Steve Gaynor falling off of a dinosaur fence. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail. Oh no, it's fine. But you do have an ability to make me want to play a game, unlike any Metacritic score ever could. This Assassin's Creed well, this Two has... could have a ninety-nine. I know it's it's well reviewed. I remember yeah. it being decently reviewed. But I mean, it could be just the, the greatest game of the past twenty years. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pick that up. Well, you know, but like but right now, now like, I'm gonna stop by on the Pope. Best Buy that's up until midnight on the way home. Yeah, and just. Me and like yeah. Pope John Paul Uno. You can't, you can't walk. Gonna... You can't hang with the Pope, unfortunately. I mean, like in cutscenes, you sort of can. So when wait, you come in contact with them, but you can't just like walk around with them on the streets. Are, of there, any, are there any bishops I can roll deep with? Perhaps. <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't. You, there's no party system except for prostitutes and like thieves, basically. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird game. Assassin's Creed is a weird series. It's very like. The, the 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 amount of like geographical volume in this in these game you know you go to mm. Florence and Tuscany and Venice like these huge you fucking take the Euro, things. Euro Rail get that, a Euro Pass they didn't do that yet oh but uh, like there just aren't enough like systems banks. that work in interesting ways to like justify that you know what I, you, like you end up I mean by the time you're done with the first city in this game. Even before then, you've pretty much you've played like, run all... into all the interactions that are going to happen. Yeah, you've like seen you're... all the offerings. Now it's just go change the right. Address like once 10%. You, once you lure the guards away with the prostitute once, like it's n it's not really going to be different. Well, I had that same complaint with that. Assassin's Creed One. Yeah, I exactly. Mean... And they 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 improved it for this game by having the missions come from like a larger set of possibilities. But the problem is, at the most fundamental level, the actual systems of the world itself. Are, do not interlock enough in interesting ways to allow for just broadly emergent scenarios. You know what I mean? Like, what makes an open world game interesting is when just all the time there's systems going on that allow for a variety of things. And, like, mm -hmm. that happens for the first few hours of Assassin's Creed 2, but, like, eventually, okay, fine, I got the guards to be distracted by the thieves or the prostitutes or whatever, and, all right, I got them to go away, and now I found my way into this room, and now I stole the gold. Like, you're, you're going to run out of really fascinating shit to occur although i will say like that there's a you every once in a while you will get an amazing moment where you know you assassinate a dude in the middle of a public square or something you know you stab him in the face and then you and then you like just duck into a group of monks as they're walking away and then as you are like walking underneath an archway this whole group of guards is like running the other way past you and you're just casually walking like away from them and that happened to me once in this whole game but it was the most amazing thing when it happened because that's the kind of thing you want. You li sure. you lived the Assassin's Creed one trailer. I was just gonna say you <laughs> lived the trailer, oh, is which is I, I mean that was just that those mo I feel like the systems are built around producing singular moments like that, which I think is probably their shortcoming. I mean I don't know I have no experience building a game like that. Well, but like I feel whereas other sort of open world emergent games they're not really 
they're not authoring to an end like that where I saw that in the trailer. You know, I'm like, oh, so right. you just played. Like, see, I was going to say the same thing Jake did. The thing yeah. is, when Assassin's Creed 2 doesn't achieve that result, it's usually not that interesting. Like, usually it's That's just, oh, you've devolved into hacking, like, 50 fucking guards with a sword. Yeah, which I is played, always yeah. the same every single time. It is never, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't reach that pinnacle of that incredible emergent moment, it's just whatever. Like, it's just... Was Assassin's Creed built on the same tech as the Prince of Persia Sands of Time series? Uh, or like an evolution of that, an offshoot. I really have no idea. Because slightest clue. it seems like it's always it's another Ubisoft title, and it's always mm-hmm. seemed like it had that exact same that same dichotomy of sweet and lame that the Prince of Persia right. games did. Of just when you're when you're grappling around and sort of you know doing weird things and combining things, it's always cool. And then once you have to actually sort a guy, you don't want to play it. At least I don't. No, that's totally true. And that's that. Re- that re- I actually. Nice segue. I I beat uh, Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands. It was one of the other games. I forgot that was already. You like, really liked that, right? I really I really liked it for the most part. Yeah, that that game is like total, uh, just uh, kind of greatest hits of, of Sands Prince of, of Persia: The Sands of Time. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's it's not it doesn't really ever distinguish itself in a really amazing way. But I liked it more than any of the other Prince of Persia games just since Sands of Time. Just because it's more just like Sands because, of Time. Yeah, it's got it's that funny. subdued atmosphere to it. Um, it's got it's much more platforming focused. Mm-hmm. It's not like the previous one where it's just absurdly easy. It has the I, you know I didn't even I, my criticism of the previous one was not that it's absurdly easy. Like it just didn't feel good to me. Yeah, it also there was just so didn't, much yeah. from a. I mean, I loved the fact that they were willing to go out and like make it look completely different and do kind of a bold like most visual mm-hmm. style and tonal yeah. thing. But mm, I mean, if it doesn't, that's the risk you take, I guess, when it doesn't yeah. land. But it felt different than that. Is what you're saying. It, yeah, yes. it, it felt closer to Sands of Time. It was very similar to Sands of Time. It even seemed like they used a lot of the same assets as Sands of Time, honestly, hmm. except higher, a little higher res, obviously. But um, yeah, it was fun. You, you run around, you you climb up walls, you, you uh, I don't know. I saw the stopping of freezing of water and climbing. Yeah, down. that stuff is cool. that stuff is interesting. I, I kind of went back and forth on that. Like in a lot of cases, that stuff is just like, you press A here and now you can go across because the water is frozen. That, yeah. But they start mixing in a lot of timing stuff, right? So like you you freeze the water now because you've got to swing on the thing. But as soon as you leap off of the thing, there is a frozen ice water wall in front of you that you have to let melt really quickly. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but the problem is it's that more mainly, of like Simon where you're sticking. Yeah, but you're exactly. Stacking it mainly ends up just to... being a dexterity test as yeah. opposed to so like it, it mostly just made you want to play portal 2 more <laughs> yeah jesus christ do i want to play portal 2 oh man god damn we're just gonna take a moment and just yeah have and ourselves the moment <laughs> of the portal 2. oh what you're talking about a different thing oh i mean <laughs> what, what were a, you talking just, about just uh you're gonna fart to portal well, I was gonna 2? Just, what was that you know just sort of relax oh, just you know portal 2 does not make me relax the opposite i'm unrelaxed tenses up your muscles <laughs> each and every one chris yeah all of them um have you seen the video Oh, you've played, played it. it. Oh, you you've son of a lived bitch. It. You visited oh, an Ever Science Laboratory. You lived yeah. the dream of seeing an E3 demo of Portal 2. That's why he looks so happy. I played, happy. I Look played at him. the game. He's beaming. Did you play it? Did you beat it? Let's hold him down and just... I beat some levels. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't beat the video game. I'm just talking to the readers over here for myself. <laughs> Sean Vanneman in the right channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played... Um... You sat down and just beat the game. Just like you do at every press event. You sit down. You're just, like... Uh, I'm a video game champ stretch. coming in. Like when you beat Red Dead Redemption at whatever convention that was, and then you just Tax. sat down and just crushed apparently uh, Portal Two. Yeah, sort Spoilers of. Spoilers here. It was. It was almost. It was kind of the other way around because I played the co-op part 
with Eric uh, um, Wolpaw. Yes. Who is the writer or the co-writer on this one? And he was the writer on Portal One. Oh, I just and, uh, sat down. And so you sort of had the, the Resident Evil Five co-op experience with yeah, this guy, right? Well, yeah, because he'd done this demo a million times, and so we we sort of sat like they've got a good system in there for co-op in Portal Two, where you can point at a you know anywhere on the screen and hit. Oh, you were mentioning this. You can some sort of, kind of, number, you can sort of yeah. paint a dot on the wall. Exactly. Basically. God, that's and a it'll really be a little sharp that indicates you know either look here or jump here or make a portal here or whatever. You know they just got can a little few that symbols. Glyph to oh you can. Well, so they just can... got a few different symbols. You choose which one you want oh, to tag on. Oh man, it's that's, really that's, good. Well, I mean when you when you told me about that the first time, like when you said like oh you can paint a dot on the wall. It randomly selects one. No, oh, no, this no, time no. You but that's very. I mean that in itself it feels very like revolutionary in the cooperative first person space, like being able to communicate with a non-destructive action. Yeah. And non-verbal. Yeah. Yeah. Very. But then like, can oh, you upload we're a also going to give you a lexicon. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Can uh, you upload a spray to paint with? So that people yeah, start jumping the dick retarded. Yeah. Retarded <laughs> little animated, oh, animated so valve sprays of a boob or a dick. Jump to the scrotum, the scrotum. Put a portal in this ball sack. Mm. Like you a could, New Zealand you could make rugby the goatsy man in a really horrible way. <laughs> Oh, hmm. I'm just saying. I mean, so you and Wolpa were looking at dicks and butts, apparently. That's true. We were doing that. We were firing portals. Then into after butts. that, we decided to play Portal Two, the cooperative demo, oh, and that was really fun. It's it's really different to Portal because, like, it was interesting actually. They said the the way that they originally approached the idea of doing Portal co-op was by thinking about when they would watch people play Portal One, and they they played them like how people used to play. Like adventure, adventure games, games on the same screen where one person would be over your shoulder. Used to play. Well, I mean... Like, people still do play adventure games. <laughs> I don't think people play them in that way probably as often these days. There was a thread about that on the Telltale Games forums, and some people do apparently still play them That's like good. That. I'm glad yeah, to hear that. Yeah, with their sick and dying fathers in the hospital. So, go on. Thanks, thanks, Famous. They designed it based watching people play over the shoulders of other right, players. Right, right, right. And so, it really does feel very different because the complexity of solving... A portal puzzle with two people is like the you know the number of possibilities are more than twice as many because you've got four portals instead of two like everything just gets squared basically in terms of how complex it can get but those portals don't overlap mechanically no you each have your own totally separate set of like enter and exit do portals. they color them differently yeah they're different colors Sorry, different it's a stupid question to ask but can i this is yeah. a, even I'll, I'll i'll trump you on that what color is the second player's portal <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> if it was purple and green i'd like that a lot i don't remember so, so Valve, the texture swap. Thank you. Is the way, I mean, when you describe it like adventure games, I sort of, I imagine like there's there's a period of time in especially the more complicated Portal 1 levels where you just kind of are almost just wandering around surveying the space. And does, yeah. that, does that sort of thing happen where it sort of ends up two people just sort of wandering around looking at stuff and then a few people, then you fire out your portals, execute a thing, and then sort of just go back to this weird sort of, this weird sort of asynchronous wandering around again for a while. I mean, that's you know, the best I, part. I mean, that really I, is... I hope, I you hope probably don't get that playing with I Eric. didn't play it playing with him because he knew how to do yeah, it. Yeah, he's everything. like, come over here and put a portal here. But I think that's, I think that's kind of the vibe when you, <laughs> you describe that. the crotchety old guy who'd been stuck in that yeah. right. facility for <laughs> six years. It's like, yeah, you just put the portal on the ground, jump off the fucking thing. Or it's oh, the bridge goes flying out. Don't even look over there, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was basically that, um, which kind of which kind of sucked to an extent because you know I just wanted to walk around sucks. these rooms yeah, and I like, try things. <laughs> Meanwhile, a bunch of listen, a bunch of readers are, oh, so you played Portal Two with Eric Wolpon? It sucked. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, wish I I'm could do douche. that. Um, I would like to do that. I don't. I've never met the man, but well, I like you can all do it when work. it comes out. I know you can. I can just call Eric and be yeah. like, "Hey, dude, <laughs> you and me, 
put a goatsy thing on the wall and I can jump through it. Chris Ramos said you can put a goatsy on the wall and jump through it. That's true. Confirmed. Goatsy on the wall. Goatsy confirmed. Goatsy wall. Um, what's funny is back to the story about predators when I was saying, oh, she, like, what's a cool game you like? Right. I remembered you saying like the adventure game over the shoulder aspect uh-huh. of Portal. So this person is going to be seeing Portal and she's never seen, going to be she, seeing goatsy on the wall. You're gonna mod, no, I'm going to go ahead and keep the Goatsy sprays a, off the... Yeah, no uh, mods probably. We're going to do it straight. We're going to do it no, not blue, if you will. It'll be regular. So it'll be interesting to see somebody who hasn't seen a video game since maybe an SNES Mario Kart. We introduced Portal, but it was only based on the fact that you you planted in my, in my head the over-the-shoulder aspect of yeah. Portal from a design standpoint, which I really, really like. More games should be like that. The more you know. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, we're just kind of moving away from that with online multiplayer and everything. I mean, I think increasingly people are less likely to think of video games as a thing you do in the same room now. But maybe not. I mean, maybe that's not the case. That's that's the sense I've been getting. I certainly used to play Samsung a lot more than I do now. Well, I mean, out of necessity. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. you know, but I mean, because you did it out of necessity, it created like strong memories of doing that. And then that kind of reinforces behavior. But then when you don't have to anymore, it's just, eh. yeah. Yeah. It's well, there's pain. a limitation of that for sure. I remember walking over here. One of the first times I've ever been to your apartment, like you and Steve were playing some dumb game together. And like, but it was, you were doing the over the shoulder thing. And I was oh, like, it was uh, Army of Two too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I was like, oh You complained man. that we were making fun of it. Oh yeah, on a cast, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I never do that. I don't, I don't roll into the wall a hundred million times and think yeah. how dumb the animation looks. I play, I play these games seriously. But I remember walking in and being like, oh, I wish I had a friend to come over and we could play same screen dumb shit together. Like, yeah. you do kind of lament those days of being in high school yeah. and playing dumb shit controller. together. Well, you know. Yeah, it I was mean, Tony Hawk. You know, when Halo 1 was was only same, uh, same screen, I mean, some of my best multiplayer memories ever are of playing four player same screen Halo 2v2. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean, those are like amazing, wonderful gaming memories for me. I mean, that, and like, that's just, I, and I, you know, I, like, admittedly, it's super convenient to play online, and I've been a PC gamer my whole life, so I've always played online. Like, that's not, like, a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is a certain... In addition to having both now, I just have the online, because who the hell's ever going to come over and play four-player Halo now? Like, that's just not... I mean, that just never even enters any discussions these days. Yep. At least with at least with me. It's weird for me, because I guess most of my friends were PC gamers. Yeah. Other than maybe Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, basically... It was either the same screen adventure game. That was true for me until Halo. Or we would have a LAN. Right. Which is a completely different thing. Yeah, LANs are a crazy thing. I wonder if that still exists. At PAX, they do. That's true. I hear you guys are doing a panel at PAX. That's true. Mm. We spent way too much time at PAX East just playing TF2 (laughs) on the (laughs) giant LAN. Yeah. That was good. It was good. Anyway. Portal 2 looks fucking good. Yeah, it does look really good. Man, we man. didn't talk about a whole lot of it just no, now. No, we no. got diverted a million times, but no, Portal 2 is kind of old at this so, point. Yeah, it is. It, everyone's seen the Portal 2 is old news, but I mean, yeah. well, I mean, but everyone, you know, it's not like we have more insight at this point than other people yeah, do. Yeah, no, but just, uh, I was, I was down on Portal 2 till all the E3 until stuff it came actually out. came in front of your face. Fuck, <laughs> it looks so God, good. Fucking, oh, oh. Go on, yeah. You're, you're doing what I did with Red Dead Redemption on this exact oh. same podcast. Yeah, just sit here and go, oh, go on, Chris, don't stop. Talking, that is. Okay. Oh. This has been kind of a charge to this podcast already. This is an effervescence of mm, grossness that if we could just, if we could just, a, a, a pallor, if, if we could just run slime, it through a, a, a slimy film, like a, like a mucus filter, if we could <laughs> yeah. just take it all out, that'd be nice, yeah. nice and squeaky clean on the other side, but that's yeah. not going to happen. So enjoy, readers. Anyway, 
Maybe we should take a break. Sure. Oh, a break would be fantastic. We can break it up. With breaks. With break. You want to break up the podcast? It's over. Forever. It's the last one. We'll be doing <sighs> some more episodes and we have a PAX panel. That's the last episode. <laughs> mm. It probably is. <laughs> Video games. Too much sodium. The Ides of Thumbs. Ooh, is it close to the... <laughs> it's fucking eyes to July. It's eyes to July. Yes. Oh God, bless America. Eyes. Oh, Max Eyes. I like that there would be a hitman named Max Eyes who only <laughs> shows up Ides. on the fifteenth of every month. <laughs> you like, can call Max him in, Ides. but it's like you know, <laughs> Max Eyes. I need this guy killed. All wait. right, but I got a schedule to keep here. <laughs> wait a week. <laughs> I don't have that much time. Do you know my fucking name? And click. <laughs> Hi, Max. It's uh, me again. And uh, I'm so sorry. You're right. I understand. The 15th will be fine. 12 and 1, perhaps. Just to really expedite the murder. <laughs> Can you just get right on that? That'll be okay. I got my schedule pretty booked solid that day. So, you know, <laughs> I'll squeeze you in. The preferred time is, in fact, noon. That's only for major kills. That's only for, like, heads of state. Yeah, that's true. The idea of him in a clock tower, just looking at his his, his, his watch, <laughs> and just, as the seconds tick down, staring down the barrel. Oh, he's in the yeah, underneath the clock face. Yeah, right. <laughs> I better. Boom. <laughs> that's that's the time. Right. I gong. <laughs> the twelfth gong. Does the does that start at noon or does it start? That's some good eyes. At the first dong. Or does it land on? He'd kill them on the first dong. That's, that's true. <laughs> he'd kill. That's always he, been a question for me. That is when he'd kill like them. Movies. But movies that do that. Movies that do that are like, that's the bomb's going off at 1 p.m. Or 12. At 1 p.m. Dong. Bad example. But the movies that do that, it's always like, the hero's running at that first dong. Right. And then oh, he yeah. Gets, oh, yeah. The hero's running well, from the no, first dong. Fucking Max Ides like doesn't wait around for that dongs bullshit. In, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Max, so I Max Ides if, only needs one dong before yeah. he makes his kill. I didn't know if Big Ben did the math, but I guess he doesn't. No. Mm. Big Ben is Max Ides' sidekick. Also, he's the guy who calls him <laughs> and gives him his job. <laughs> oh, shit. Except it's a little kid. Yeah. Max Ides. Max Ides and Big Ben. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. You mean fuck this. Video game. It's too bad that Apple's actual response is you're doing it wrong. Well, that is too bad. bad. Yeah. Well, well also, their, their actual, actual response, response to me bullshit. saying this. Is, oh, well, the first it. response was you're doing it wrong. The second response is maybe we're calculating the bars wrong. Like, what? <laughs> maybe maybe reception's not even real. <laughs> maybe there's a cord coming out of your phone that's invisible. Maybe. maybe. Maybe you are fucking calculating the bars wrong in addition to fucking not having a signal. Right. Uh, what we meant to say was if you touch the phone, the bars go down. Oh, wait. No, 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 But they do. I mean, <laughs> Consumer Reports did a test that shows that it is, in fact, actual signal quality. It's not just I love that bars. Consumer Reports occasionally is like, we exist still and we are testing this phone. Like, whoa, Consumer Reports. It's really good that they I exist. love Consumer They're Reports. They're badass. Though, like, these days, they don't accept advertising. Like they're still they really don't good. Fucking doing that, but yeah, that's they bought not... Consumerist, which is awesome. That old I know, Gawker that's blog. Right. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I still read Consumerist. I every really day. hope that there remains a market for that kind of company because they have nothing in common with the way anyone does business today, which is basically mm -hmm. sell every single shred of your credibility for a huge fucking flash ad of a man parachuting onto your fucking front page. Like, there's <laughs> no, I mean, like, there's no the, the Consumer Reports model does not fucking exist. 
Like no. that is going out the goddamn window. Like we thought it was great when we got rid of fucking pop-ups. Pfft. What we have now is a million times worse than pop-ups because now we just have these flash monstrosities that pop up a full HD trailer in the middle of your fucking face when you're halfway through <laughs> a, reading an article. Video games. So we're back. Hey, we're back. Wow. I'll tell you what, what didn't happen about? during that break. Chris and I did, <laughs> didn't get an ideological debate about the state of journalism. <laughs> We I, talked about Max Ides. That's right. We talked Max about Max, Max Ides. Ides. Yeah. Coming soon from idlethumbs.net. <clears throat> so so uh, we're back. I played a game. What game did you play? On the Sean Xbox Live Arcade. I played Snoopy Flying Ace. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's fucking why good. Did you, I played... Why I did like, you play Snoopy Flying... Wait, go I, ahead. I'll tell you why. I no, I did three years ago. Was it Namco Banda? I played a Snoopy Smart game. Smart Bomb. Is the developer? They're good. The one I played, I think, was by Namco. Uh, they might have been the publisher, but Smart Bomb, I think, developed the Red Baron one as well as this is a successor. I believe. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you know so much about this franchise. <sighs> what? I did a little. I did a little. Uh, a little research. For... Well, how did you end up with this? So, I guess it's really based on my video game playing habits. Well, five would have to go back. <laughs> I have to get in the wayback machine. <laughs> Talk about mm, when I first read Peanuts. Uh. <laughs> I thought this would make a sweet video game. This would make a sweet flying video game based on Crimson Skies. Um, <laughs> Visceral Games, Peanuts. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's in the fucking game. Oh, remember that woman? Oh, God, that homeless woman? We were walking to that, uh... What? Oh, no, no, this is hilarious. We were all walking to this... <laughs> <laughs> we were walking to that coffee shop with Robert uh, like two nights ago, and she goes, "You guys are all Charlie Browns out here." Oh, <laughs> I shit. just looked at her Owned. and went, "Wah Because <laughs> like I think she what? just thought we all looked <laughs> sad. Yeah. You know? But she, what you? she actually yeah. meant was were that we sad? all we all were bald with one little curly hair and were had yellow shirts with yeah. zigzaggy <laughs> black stripes. Jake was wearing his zigzaggy yellow shirt. Yeah. So only like I'm does. Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he had a tiny little yellow. Bird were you set. wearing that? Yeah, I was dressed in my Charlie Brown cosplay. That's good. <laughs> but she accidentally thought that we were all If you go as Charlie Brown, as I would go as Pigpen for Halloween. You have my fucking word. Oh, on the cast. Jake's too tall to be Charlie Brown. No, but That's I mean, the real reason. <laughs> yeah, Jake's not three and a half feet tall, so there's no way you can pull off a Charlie Brown costume. <laughs> he, God uh, knows he's tried. I mean, yeah. A big bird really is just giant Woodstock. That's what, true. Woodstock, like the little bird? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, yeah. It really is. The more you know. So um, You can cosplay back. as Woodstock, and then you can just use a building to be Big Bird. <laughs> so that'll be fine. Use a building? Well, you know. Something just sent a large like, thing next yeah, to me yeah. so that people see. That, yeah. You're small. For scale? Anyway, we should get back to the more important subject, Snoopy's Flying Ace on XBLA. I don't like your Snoopy tone. Snoopy presents the flying ace. This is, this is a sarcastic tone. This is a Snoopy's quality video game. Game. It's really good. Um, so so it, it I'll, I'll just, to tell you why, how I got, how I just even How did you just that. even get to that? I'm so glad you asked, Christopher. <laughs> yeah. Like, my video game playing habits are almost all XBLA. As a, or, I mean, there's some PSN, but my PlayStation's in Adam's room, so I have to, like, crash my roommate's room to play my PlayStation. Um... Which is not, you know, like if he's with a girl, that's kind of awkward, generally. Um, it depends. There was, there was one girl who was really into Far Cry 2. Really? Like, For real? Yeah. She was like, sweet. When are you going to get to that hang gliding sounds, part? Sounds pretty, sounds I was like, put on awesome. some clothes, sweetheart. Come over here. Um, 
I love the hand I've glider. got the 360 version. <laughs> it looks like crap in the PS3. I've already talked about that, though. Oh, really? Um, yeah. My God. Your neighbors went crazy. They are big. They're like, they're big. No, PS3 it great on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> no, you live next to the fanboys. But, um, like, I don't know. I guess Jack it's the Trump fact that I just don't. Like, I have a real big aversion to spending money in large chunks. I will spend money in small chunks until I'm bankrupt, but yeah. I have a, so like... You'd buy, like, 30 you could put copies a game on, of on like, Yeah, yeah, I'll buy gift copies for everybody. On, like, Rollaway or whatever they call it. Whatever Layaway? Called. Layaway, God. <laughs> like it's, Is that a thing that still exists? Like, I'm at the Sears yes. with my mom in 1989? Yeah, Sears and Toys R Us will still layaway stuff for you. Yeah, yeah, um, Trust me. <laughs> I've got a swing set on layaway at Sears. <laughs> So, no, so, you know what, so basically you don't like buying video games is what you're saying i mean it's just i think it's a psychological barrier of the 60 dollars price point but the xbox live arcade is perfect for me and also just my lifestyle it's like i get home and i'm tired i'm like i do want to play a video game and i don't want to play everything that i have so i want right to play there. snoopy but, i mean i had snoopy heard the video through game the, through the tubes that it was a quality 3D. video game so i bought the, i mean I, I didn't buy i just got the demo and um like and added it to my xbla repertoire if you will but it's really fantastic if you like Crimson Skies meets Mario Kart, essentially. Mario Kart Arena. And so it's everyone, everyone really... who likes that combination. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big game. subset, I think, yeah. of people. I mean, Mario Kart itself is a giant circle on the Venn diagram of fun. Um, That's Chris, true. <laughs> yeah, I think Jake can agree. It's a good I game. I probably really I like, like it. I mean, animation I like is the great. Flying the characters, it's really well presented. There are presented. also very few flight combat games these days. It's really, really It's not a genre simple. that is, like, the moment. Big. What's funny is the moment you sit down... So are you a, flying around on a doghouse? I don't... It might be an unlockable doghouse. I really don't know. I played it Wait, last really? night. I'm new. It doesn't, it doesn't start standard. with Snoopy flying on a doghouse? No, no. You're in, a, like, a biplane, mm. World War One style, and you've got giant cartoon no machine guns on top. No, bye. Look, I'm just saying... Wait, is he... So is he dreaming this in his head? Because that would be an amazing segue. Again, I don't know the canon. Into, well, because I <laughs> he's mean, actually, he's that's what he's in. doing. In, well, no, but I mean, you've read fucking Peanuts. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. what Snoopy's well, doing, I've right? read fucking Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, I've read the X-rated version of Peanuts that came out in 1978 in the back of the Hustler magazine. Yeah, yeah it was great. You don't know what Charlie Classic. Brown does to Ola. Did they, have they put that up on the PSN comic store yet? No, it's on its way, probably. Oh, it's good. on iPad, though. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was I talking about before you got into like about how I'd weird like this slash game. porn? Um, yeah, you'd. I mean, there's just so much of it as well presented. Um, like just even the opening screen is just a, a majestic Snoopy like with a biplane behind him. <laughs> sounds, it's so that sounds good. pretty good. No, but like <laughs> the IP is really well used, and it's just for what end? All ends. Name an end, and it's great. I don't know. This, like, what does it have to do with? I mean, not that I. Not that this is like a sore point for me or anything. I'm just. I'm what just, the fuck does this no. have to do with peanuts? <laughs> no, I'm just actually curious. It's <laughs> to be a goddamn Christmas no, special. <laughs> I'm just. I'm curious because that that comic strip could have almost nothing less to do about flying around shooting things. Except no, it's Snoopy except dreams that yeah. he fights the Red Baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a you giant. Slip and go. <laughs> no, nobody yanks a football out from in front of but, you. But but his dreams about that. It's like this weird. Like when he comes out of it, it's this weird crushing moment of like self realization and like, oh, I guess I'm not that guy. Look, like, I, mean, I will go through the entire. Like game. Peanuts is a depressing comic. It's not. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a weird uh, thing. I will go through every nook and cranny of the game and report back. Okay. About like. I mean, canonical if it's just fun to fly around, it doesn't really matter. And like, yeah. if there's like some sort of like broader context to the entire, <laughs> I I don't think there will be. I just think it would be amazing fight. if that was like what they did for their ostensibly kids game. Is like have Snoopy the wakes up and is like, oh no, I'm just a <laughs> dog like, on my house. But like, what's great about it is I, I got, enjoy that. Is I got 
Oh man, I was being dominated by this guy whose name was Bloody Fish. Oh, so you were playing, the, you were <laughs> you're playing, playing a, a kid's game. Is this an NPC or? It's very help multiplayer driven. Okay. I mean, the same like I don't know. Did you play Battlefield 1943 on no, the Xbox I, I Live Arcade? Also, I like to call it the Xbox Live Arcade. Well, it is the Xbox Live Arcade. I like calling it that. I call it that in news stories. Um, yeah, the Xbox Live Arcade. It's good. That's cool. It's like the Google. It, um, like my dad now saying the Google. Yeah, but see, Google's a noun, whereas. Xbox Live, you sort of in that phrase you treat it as an adjective. So it's like yeah. you're referring to an arcade. It this is, is the arcade the that's Xbox on a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this like one Noah's features arcade. a Snoopy game, just to make it feel even more like a parent would call it the Xbox <laughs> Live Arcade. <laughs> you're playing the Snoopy game on the Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. Badass. John Vanneman says. So yes. anyway, this bloody whatever a guy named well, it's funny you're like you're playing a kid's game. game and i'm like well i got dominated by a guy named bloody fish taco and then you hear this faggot what yeah like, uh, <laughs> no i keep the headset that was totally just the voiceover though yeah, yeah it was actually just snoopy snoopy's dreaming over his left shoulder <laughs> while flying the red baron to call me a faggot <laughs> he, says Damn, it, snoopy. he says it in that voice <laughs> that seems off brand <laughs> snoop <laughs> what <laughs> And then he just goes, or whatever that sound is. Okay, so anyway, why do you like this game? The controls are amazing. They're really tight. And I feel like it's got a depth of... like That will surprise you? No, but I feel like there's a depth of the combat that I've yet... I haven't. I didn't grasp in one sitting where it's like, weapons are locking on and you can do special moves to undo their locks. And every sort of weapon that they give you out of the gate... Like a lock block? You can lock block. That's right. Cool. <sighs> Um, every weapon they give you out of the gate feels like it has very specific mechanics that you can master. Um, they all kind of like, you can kind of pick your play style. So like, I remember there was like a crazy shotgun thing where you could like fly up behind somebody and just eviscerate their plane or you have more lock on weapons. They have a giant, you're like writing a press release right now. Oh, am I really? (laughs) Fuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's Um, fine. And I, I didn't want to tell you this, Jake, it's terrible. This is a really poor form to tell you, but I'm actually leaving telltale to go at smart bomb two weeks ago. So I'm actually there right now. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, I know I've been at my desk, but I've also been. But you were secretly writing like, press releases for Snoopy's <laughs> Flying Ace, <laughs> correct? Uh, I have, in fact, I have this fact sheet here. Uh, this is the dry run for the yeah. Flying Ace fact I'm sheet. I'm really surprised. Well, it's, it's great that Chris is here because, like, I'm actually one of the first video game industry double agents now. It's like me oh, and man, like West and Zampanella. Like, it's going to be that same sort of like and ruin my relationship with Smart Bomb and Telltale. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I don't mean to oversell it. I feel like I come on the cast a lot of times and say, this is the best game ever. And like, okay, this guy is recommending Snoopy's Flying Ace at this but, point. But I mean, so. if you like, there's he certain really games that I really, I really like. No guys. What? Like, I mean, I liked Battlefield 1943. It was just enough multiplayer game that I could just sit there and play. And if play you and liked play. Battlefield 1943, you'll love. But it's, I really, there's something. There's a there's an influx of these multiplayer games that are on the arcade that are do, do, just enough to keep you engaged for like four to six weeks and be deep enough, like mechanically. To I feel be like that's. I feel like that's really dangerous. I mean, this is changing subject a little bit, I guess. But like, in <laughs> terms like of Snoopy's Flying Ace, is dangerous. To no, the no, industry. I mean for the developers because Tim Schafer over there the talking way, about Kodak. <laughs> the way you're just des- no, but I mean the way you're describing it, like that sounds totally fine. Like from the player's standpoint, I'm just mean if you're a developer and you're making a game that's really multiplayer focused, and it's like yeah, it's fine for like a month. I mean that's just like a recipe to be w- like one more game on the multiplayer pile of games that just languish after their initial release period. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I feel like I that, you're saying that, I mean, I hope it gets that's the such a danger. If you make a multiplayer <laughs> game, I mean, I, again, I mean, I'm an outlier. Like I've still played battlefield 1943 and 
the no, people who are still playing it. I mean, whoop my ass. I mean, Battlefield is one of those games that you know is one of the ones that gets to be the long. See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. talking about like Snoopy is probably not going to be that game. Like, we don't it, know that. All right. I mean, whoa, might, Chris. Whoa. Like, well, how no, dare you? How fucking dare you? You know. You don't it's know. It's a classic of the ages. Is What's going to be I'm great saying. is on Idle Thumbs Ten, the Snoopy situation, or whatever the fuck it's called. When you guys come back and be like, Oh yeah, man, that was it's the new Far Cry. Yeah, I was playing Snoopy, and uh, yeah, this hand grenade <laughs> rolled down the hill because of emergent <laughs> systems. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! I was just let me tell you, dude. Something emergent happened. Oh man, I got a it was Snoopy, sweet. <laughs> Snoopy flying ace story. Four people wrote in about just additional like, emergent imagine events. Imagine something emergent occurring, and that's what happened in this video game. It like, emerged. Can you even? I mean, it yeah. Something emergent emerged. It fucking emerged into my face. You were gonna say something about dreams? What? Yeah, you're I talking cut about you how, off. how Snoopy having a dream was an amazing segue. Oh, yeah, oh, no, no, no. Oh, because yeah, you were the entire take a segue game into of, what? of driver, fucking driver San Francisco. Oh my if god, we have to talk about driver you, San Francisco. Sorry, Snoopy flying know, is good. Let's move if on. If you didn't like catch driver San Francisco, if you didn't catch the existence of that game over E3, you need to look this shit up because this is so. This is the game. This is what happens in Driver San Francisco. You play a guy who. This is a sequel to the to the other driver games. So you're the same guy. His name is Tanner, hilariously, who who's the same guy in the other driver drivers. Tanner, and he's he's chasing after this man Jericho, which he does by by you know bullet style hilly car chases through San Francisco in this game. That's good. I guess he's been. Does I, he have I, the upside down holstered gun like bullet? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay, he should. I, I have not actually played any other driver games because I just because you can sort forgot of... about them. Um, and then Drift Three or made no one want to play drivers. So now That's they're, true. they're 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 trying to bounce back, I guess, with San Francisco. But so the idea is, you're this guy, you're chasing this other man through the streets of San Francisco. In like, I don't even understand how this works. On the over the course of the whole game, I guess you're just serially chasing this man or like chasing other people that would allow you to to find out how to chase this guy. You're whatever. following up leads by chasing guys. Exactly. So you're Sweet. you're doing yeah. that on a, on a, on a repeated basis. Also. If it makes it easier for you to chase a guy, you can fucking plunge backwards out of your body into the sky and then from there plunge back down to earth into another person in a car and possess somebody in a car <laughs> and take over their car, including the people like in the passenger seat who can then give you missions they can give you things to do. This is what Assassin's Creed 2 should have been. <laughs> Chris, you're talking about this like it's crazy. I, well, okay, so you do this, you keep doing this. By the way, you can't fucking possess the person in Jericho's car. So that blows, right? Like, that seems so like... you could listen in on his conversations and find out where he's going or kill him. <laughs> that, you could just be him and kill yourself. A, why don't you just possess Jericho and drive his car off a cliff in the bay? There's gonna be a narrative conceit, like, halfway into the first... He's got episode. mind blockers. The narrative, the, the narrative <laughs> fucking conceit is that... You are Jericho. Jericho yeah, right. is Tanner. I can't wait. I'm not Finkel is Einhorn. Driver. Um, the, the, the fucking... You the, are him. Fuck you. <laughs> what? That's not that's what it is. Why did you spoil my ending that I wrote? I, I secretly write for the driver's show. Oh, oh, really? You used the Ace Ventura twist? Nice. What? Finkel what? is Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Barf. Jake is driver. Yeah. <laughs> You've kissed a man? Go on. Uh, so, you know... All this crazy shit. Ace Ventura. You, How you, are you not up yeah. on this? I know Ace Ventura. Sorry, go on. I saw the movie in the theater. One yeah, same so did I. With my father. With, with my parents. <laughs> it was awkward. <laughs> there was that sex scene with the animals and it was weird. Yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so all this Horse bag. So, all this shit where you are like leaping into cars and everything. 
apparently the whole thing, your character is in a coma and he's dreaming doing this. And the video so he doesn't, doesn't even catch the guy. Well, I don't know. He is, I mean, well, if he you, wakes up. If you, I know where Jericho is. Like, what? You, <laughs> oh, my I God. Mean, if that's the last scene, if you're you running through the streets of San Francisco dream, with IVs trailing behind you. Do you catch him for real? Does that happen? Like, I hope so. If I wrote Jericho this game, never existed. There's got to be a reason that this all happens in his head. Like, when he wakes up, is he holding the guy's neck? Did he, like, come into his room to check on him? Like, what I like Sean's idea where the guy actually just rips out of the hospital bed with just (laughs) the, like, the IV, uh, like, pole clanking behind him down the street (laughs) uh, connected by a rubber hose. And he just runs to a warehouse where Jericho's got a pretty blonde girl at gunpoint. He's like, I knew you'd be here. Fuck yes. That would be amazing. If there's any time for a rewrite, or maybe that's maybe, maybe that's that, what happens. No, maybe it's even better than that. Let's we just can't home. even picture well, it. This is the uh, thing. Maybe. Like they've successfully <laughs> made me want to play their their goofy video game. Because like, you want to see the stupid bullshit, but you don't like Assassin's Creed Two. This is the same exact. It's thing. way different. Oh no, he's in a coma, Jake. This, offensive. Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is the di- this is the difference. Driver is one, like, or at least this driver game. I haven't played the other one, so maybe people who here's the thing. He's in a like, coma in the year twenty three ninety six. What What? do you think about that? What if that happens? (laughs) That would be stupider, probably. (laughs) But, I mean, whatever. That's not the point. The point is... I dreamt I was like a bullet. I mean, this is the whole game, right? A guy 400 years from now is a giant Steve McQueen fan has his fucking fantasy. (laughs) But no, the entire conceit of this is that. Assassin's Creed... That's not really true. Like in Assassin's Creed, really, you just you're basically you're just playing a game in history, and they layer this shit on top of it. You're not. I mean, you're not actually. That's in the exactly ma- the it's same. Not, it's but I mean, the other same. than the no, fact no, no, that no. the, the, it, the psychology the, jumping conceit of the gameplay, the same, which sounds seeing the video looks really cool. It does. Look, it is fun. I played. But I mean, it in mm, but no. But I mean, I'm saying if they right. were the same in Assassin's Creed Two, you could fucking go into the Matrix and like go through a wall or something. You know what I mean? Like but there I mean, would be stupid sci-fi shit there to back that up. It's not. It's just so, we made a historical fiction game, but we don't have the balls to actually so put you, it in you, history. So but, you like the Driver San Francisco is secretly a lucid dream simulator. I like that it's just. I like that Driver San Francisco appears where you get to be sweet okay. Chases. This is no. I like the Driver San Francisco. I'm, not, I'm saying that's actually cool. Yeah, I, I like that it has the. I like that it has the the sort of like self awareness to just be like, look, we know this is ridiculous. This is absurd. You're flying out of cars and flying into other cars, and your guys dreaming, and you're catching a man. Like what? Wh- like what? I like that the whole game is just like fine. This is insane. Whatever. Assassin's Creed Two. I feel like. Is so self serious like, and like this is real. really thinks that this yeah. idiotic conspiracy is yeah, like yeah. super cool. And if you saw the ending of this game, you'd agree with me because it's it's. You've absurd. already seen the ending of Driver San Francisco? No, Assassin's Creed Two. Oh. No, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. So you're saying there's no, no. not a guy running want, through this. I don't want, San want anyone to spoil Driver San Francisco for me. No, no, we are all. This is we're gonna lock ourselves gonna be, in this fucking yeah, this room and play this game. We're gonna be the only people who show up where the game stop like twelve o'clock. They're not even gonna have like we'd all be the same Best Buy on gear. Oh, hey, dude, you pre-ordered two, huh? Great. Fuck yeah, man. I thought there was going to be a midnight I got here early for this. the line, but there's no one here. No, so apparently we totally we're just going to have to wait till we're first. Beat the line, man. First. Well, I, I, mean, brought the, I brought the, the tent. I got the, yeah, <laughs> the man. pop tent. I'm going to go do a pizza run. I don't know if you want to pitch in. Uh, probably some other people are going to come. You know, we can share with them maybe. I didn't get it. Like extra large. <laughs> What's funny is it's the exact opposite of what I was saying about um, Assassin's Creed 2, where uh-huh. it's like, oh, this is a video game, and if you subtracted the bullshit video gameness of it, you'd have a still decent historical fiction story that you could present to other audiences. Right. Where this is like, we're going to take Bullet, a hard-boiled like San Francisco action thriller, and then we're going to add some video game bullshit to it and put it in the video game space for that audience. It's like, 
Well, no. See, the thing is, I think where they arrived at San Francisco, and this is hilarious to me, and I'm totally fine with it. I'm for that. It sounded pejorative, but it's not. All it is was, we think it would be cool to have a mechanic where you can jump from car to car. How do we do that? Right? Like, that's, I mean, Yeah, no, you're completely right. 100% I can imagine, but I think it's too hilarious to not be annoyed by it. It is kind of bullshit if you actually care about the reality of this chasing game but I don't if we go to the launch of this game and the hilarious <laughs> obligatory dude in a pickup truck drives by and goes it's all fucking dream at least we can say we know man and then he can keep driving <laughs> no shit <laughs> yeah I, I like the fact actually that they're up front that, you know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that they're not trying to shamalama ding dong it out and just, like, at the very end of the game, be like, oh my god, it was in a dream. <laughs> that poor fucker, like, by the way. What, what he fucking what directed fucker? Avatar he the last Avatar. I know, just, like, shamalama ding dong is now just his, it's gonna, it's on fucking Wikipedia, it has to be. Well, I mean, he made himself a caricature, so he's gonna get a goofy Yeah, name. I know. I agree. Carry on. But, uh, no, I mean, I, like, I, I like the fact that, that poor they're Poor M. Night Shyamalan? I, it gets, Snoopy's flying ace. You don't even know what you're <laughs> fucking talking about, Jake R R O D Kin. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's so sad because his Xbox doesn't work for the past five fucking months. Yes. You're on a video game podcast, <laughs> At this point, for Christ's it's your sake. your fault that it no longer works. I know. Could have red ringed six times between now and then. Maybe it did. It's hard to say. It hasn't been on. It's covered in dust. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. It looks <laughs> disgusting. It looks like the way they find that cask and the. In the sewers in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know what that reminds me of? Indiana Jones ruined, like, fictional prehistoric machines for everything now. What? Like, you know, well, because you know... Indiana- <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking outlandish what? record flies <laughs> off the fucking... Fuck no, Indiana like, Jones no, no, no. for this obscure reason that doesn't actually make sense when I say it the first time. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, Indiana Jones, like, he, he'll go, he'll find the crazy tomb or whatever, and then he, like, and then steps on a pressure plate and, like, a spear shoots out of the wall. Yeah, you classic. Know. I mean, stuff like, at this point, every video, like, you know, Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed, all these games, just, like... Because there's no accountability in a video game, you just make the geometry do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about production design or anything in the same way you do in a movie. I'm trying not to laugh. Just, Carry on. No. Everything. Everywhere you go in Assassin's Creed, like, walls are fucking opening and closing, like, disappearing and things are spinning around and things are transforming. Like, even even totally mundane things like opening up just a fucking normal chest where a thing is in it. Like He just, spins around and holds a rupee above his head? No, no, no. No, I'm but not, the chest not, was, in fact, made by a crazy, like, master German watchmaker. Yeah, the chest has, like, a skull <laughs> that splits up into parts and spins around for, like, you know, I mean, it's just every, well, that's such a given in the language of of like weird historical fiction stuff now that it's just like oh everything is that now whereas in Indiana Jones it was like this very these very particular moments and this really convincing visual look to them I mean that's the so why me fuck out. Indiana Jones because <laughs> Indiana Jones gave her it's like that's like saying fuck alien for making I'm cool saying, corridors I'm not saying fuck Indiana <laughs> Jones okay. I'm saying that's Indiana Jones reason. caused this I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it okay. I'm saying that it is the reason I always like it when it's just a regular chest I think that there's yeah. a certain sort of class or style of art director or art style where that's just deemed not cool. I always like when things like that are just well, that's a boring true in video thing. Games. Yeah, I yeah, video games. games you know, everything and in, is... in modern genre film, you can't where it's like, oh, we're working on the f- new version of the Iron Man suit. Like it's the fucking same suit. No, no, we spent <laughs> three hundred years making this new suit where you'll notice that the metal is slightly different colored and the belt unbuckles in a crazy new way that we think people will love. So you didn't like the new Iron Man suit? I don't give a fucking shit about the new Iron Man suit, but they're like cool. the idea that you can't, oh, <laughs> uh, that you can't just do that and like, oh, it infuriates me. Sorry. What can you? How about the new do? Batman suit? 
I don't care. The new Batman suit is a little better. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, Fucking I don't know. Badass is the what idea it was. that there can't just be a thing without someone spending way too much time no, I understand developing what you're a crazy like, intricate design, a crazy backstory. Yeah. And, like, not everything needs that. Sometimes right. the chest is the chest. Look, Something... I'm holding a button that says, in good old games we trust. I apologize. No, I, was there, say. no, I agree with you, though. There's something to be said for design that stands on its own holistically, not because it has 40 screws, like, spinning around in a weird way underneath, like, a fucking molecular yeah. subsurface. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, oh, Oh, this is recognizable because it looks like a thing that is strongly yeah, designed. I agree. It's it's a weird as a whole. It's I a mean, weird we've thing. We've joked, but I completely agree it's, with you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like that used to be the way that everything was designed. But well, now, it's because now we have CGI and you can just yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Well, all you the have time. a collapsing staircase of bullshit in uh, Indiana Jones Four is where you go with that, where it's everything in that movie is a cartoon version of that like ten thousand million hinges based of tongue and groove. Like, right. yeah. Well, yeah. By, by the way, you know, I mentioned Prince of Persia earlier, and I mean, Prince of Persia is nothing but that. It bothers me a little less in that case because they actually use like that is the game. Like, well, you have a that actually matters that to that game. Time, is just so. the world is a huge way exactly. overwrought trap, and exactly. you're the one person and you're who can navigating flip your way through, through it. that shit. Right. That's, that's, Whereas in Assassin's Creed 2, when you open that chest, it's, it's exactly the same as just opening it up a chest. Cost money. Right. When it's just yeah, when you just have the protagonist press a button on the front of a door and it goes. Right. Who the fuck was building this? Why are you like interacting with Leonardo da Vinci, like one of history's greatest engineers ever? And he's like, I think I can maybe figure out how to build a glider. Meanwhile, you're tramping around these corridors where it's like, like what? Sucks for fucking Leonardo da Vinci, apparently. Like, I guess that guy was way like, more behind the curve. Criminal mastermind, in fact, employs a guy with 4,000 times yeah. the mechanical skills that da Vinci has. Yeah. Right, of like, I'd like and to make apparently, this tank, but we don't have the technology yet. Oh, pistons. well, the guy three blocks down has <laughs> yeah, this, has this crazy door that will blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. By the way, speaking of Prince of Persia, there's a funny... They did a, they did a really cool thing in Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, which I appreciated, which was that many, many, many times... You just don't have to fight the skeletons, you know. Like you'll you'll run into like no, that's a big deal. You just, you just don't. You just don't have to. No, like, like Chris walks into a room full of skeletons, like guys. And in this one game, they're like, okay, they're like, I'm not completely. Look, no, it's funny. It's funny you paint it that way because what ends up happening when you do this. Like, I hate fighting things in Prince of Persia games. I'm there to run around and swing on a pole and run up a wall and jump across a spike. Like, that's what I want to do in those games. And that's what they're good at. And the combat in this game is much easier than other ones. So when you do so have do to fight, So do they sort of chase fine, you out of the room? No, what happens is... <laughs> oh, that's good. Because in this game... games. Well, because in Prince of Persia, you don't run right out of the room. You spend a while, like, working your way vertically up that room. So you're in the same room as these enemies for a long time, right? Because you have to, like, press buttons and, and run across things and run back and back, like, do all these things. You know what Prince of Persia is like. You have like. to play a Prince of Persia so, game exactly. in that room, yeah. And so you With will, like... Skeleton. You know, you'll be running around on the ground, and all of the the skeletons will, like, you know, you'll get the cutscene where you walk into the room, and it'll zoom in on a fucking stupid face, and it'll be like, roar, and the camera will zoom in on it for no reason. (laughs) You know, like, for some reason, video games feel like they They want you to know that there's an angry enemy. Yeah, and so that'll happen, and then you'll, you know, they'll all start to converge on you, and you'll run away, and you'll run up a wall, and you'll jump on, do, like, a handhold or whatever. And then what's hilarious is they will just follow you on the on the ground and just stand there. Just waiting for you to just, fall like, down like a look cat up looking at you, for a squirrel. Look up at you expectantly. Like, they'll just watch you. Like, and as you swing, like, they won't make any noise. And then as you swing across, like, vertically, they'll just walk underneath you like, and, like, that follow guy's gonna you fall. around. Ten bucks. Match. Ten bucks. He's going to drop. And then we fucking got it. Don't even. Just look at this guy. He won't stop time. This fucking guy is doing it. He's just laying right here. Wait, what? He'll fall. He's just looking at his feet up there. He's fucked. 
Except you've got the time rewinding yeah, this one again, which I was really glad. Yeah, except you land 10 feet above them and say, fuck you, and fly back up. Yeah, but it's it's so weird. It's it's like a weird consequence, like in total unintended consequence of their decision to not have all the to rooms gate be gated. Yeah. yeah. What really sucks, though, is occasionally they will gate you, and there's absolutely no indication of it. So uh, there were times when I spent literally 15 minutes running around in room trying to figure out like where I should jump and what button I should press. I had but that problem in sense of reality, time as well. reality, all that happens is you need to kill all the skeletons. And that's where. And then a ladder falls down that you yeah, didn't see for no yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that skeleton that was carrying a ladder, or the prince no, makes no, no, a ladder no. out of no, his no, bones. No, no. Yeah, not, not at all. It's In the second one, oh my god, there would have been a clock wipe, or whatever. If I was doing it, a clock wipe and then a bone ladder a is bone constructed. Like, Good thing I killed. He the wipes skeletons. the sweat from his brow. A clock wipe? What? Like a camera? Like, like there's like time. You know, like, yeah, like two hours later, the prince has made a bone ladder. The prince is made of bone ladder. The prince has made a bone ladder. The princess made of bone ladder. That's the subtitle of. She's the maiden. Of, she's the maiden of Bone Ladder, which is a yeah. kingdom next to Spleen Bridge. But let's go on. Yeah. So that's what happens. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but that's what happens in Prince of Bridge of Forgotten Sands. Bone ladders. Bone ladders. Mm. It's pretty good. You guys really should play Snoopy. Oh man, though. you know what? I can't, I'm sorry. Like, sorry to bring this up because we already talked about it. But nah, Alpha I wasn't Protocol. Do that. I, Video games. No, I want to bring up Alpha Protocol because I talked about it when I was. You know, a few hours in or whatever, the, the the first week I completed it. Since then, how is your Castro situation? Uh, my Castro situation ended up pretty well. That is an impressive game. Like, it's not a a great classic game, but it's really impressive. Like, they did a thing that is not in fashion these days. Like these days, everyone the the kind of thing to do is make these morality systems that give you points for mm -hmm. being good or bad, yeah. or that give you this reward or that reward, and make them equal. You know, or whatever. You know, all that stuff in RPGs is like a really big deal these days. Alpha Protocol doesn't do it at all. Alpha Protocol sort of posits like, look, the way real people work is when you say something that pisses someone off, some fucking jackass a thousand miles away doesn't magically know that you were a jerk last week and then, you know, factor right. that into Alpha some Protocol weird... Alpha Protocol is all about sort of saying on a podcast. It's about managing specific relationships. Mm -hmm. And so if you, you know, if you're a jerk to somebody... But they're a jerk and they like people who just are sarcastic assholes, then they might fucking just totally be your bro. Well, like, you're protocol. All right. Yeah. Alpha if, protocol protagonist. Yeah. If you Fidel. do that if you do that to someone who's just a really like well meaning, genuine person, you're not just gonna get a tick in your like bad person score. they will actually that person will dislike you less and you might actually not play a certain mission or not get certain information or whatever like hmm. there are actual consequences but it's but you're given a you know you're given leeway to understand like as you you talk to these people and you you work through their conversations you realize oh and they they you know it's a, it's video game writing so it's pretty obvious this is the person who is a douche this is the person who's nice like it's it's not like you're this is some amazing text that you have to like you know subtly sort through here but it's really cool like i there are huge chunks of the game that will be different for different people as they play this. Like it's, they really went above and beyond the Call of Duty in terms of actually including genuinely branching narrative. Like I just don't. That's not a thing that people do very often these mm -hmm. days. You know, like people will make the open world game where you can get this. You can like choose to do this side quest or not. Mm -hmm. But people don't really do the branching thing anymore for mm -hmm. understandable reasons. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's every expensive. Time we do it, exactly. And yeah, it's it's, it's like, well, that's going to be content the player doesn't see. Yeah, exactly. That's the, but every single time. But you know, as someone who like as the player, when I don't have to worry about what their budget was, it's really cool to play mm -hmm. that and feel like, oh man, I actually did drive this experience 
in a, in a way that very few games let you do. And, you know, I, I started playing the game when I, at the beginning, before I understood how to break the combat system, which, you know, because this game is not perfect, the way to succeed at it is to just turn it into like a farce in combat. You mm-hmm. know, basically like I was implying or what, like I was predicting in the previous cast, the correct way to play this game is in fact to become fully invisible and charge up your pistol that lets you just shoot off five shots in a half second you know, targeted to people's heads. Like, basically, the way to play this game is to turn into the Predator and just fucking... Or Predators. Go, yeah. Ghost mm. your way through levels, shooting everyone in the head, and then you're fine. Like, you just break the combat. But the people will actually respond in ways that reflect that. I mean, early in the game, I was just going through and killing everybody because every time I'd try to be stealthy, I would fuck it up. And it would just devolve into idiocy, right? Running around shooting everyone. And I would kept getting shit after these <laughs> missions. People being like, Jesus, whatever your name is. Like, I don't even remember the guy's name. Uh, you know, I told you. Protocol. <laughs> Jesus protocol. <laughs> um, Jesus it's the story protocol. of a protocol. Um, you know, we told you to be quiet. What it's, the fuck was it's that? Abner like, protocol. 18 Marines died in this siege. What the fuck? And I'm like, uh, fuck you. It really bothered me because, you know, it was like. They were hammering home their own game's mm-hmm. system's failure to support the type of gameplay that they say they can. And that was really irritating. And it's still, it still is dumb. But once you do get to the point where, you, where you're so overpowered and the systems are so broken that you can do it however <laughs> you want, you know, like you get to the point where you just, you just sort of win the combat. Like you win the battle with the combat system and you can just choose. I can just mow everyone down or I can tranquilize everyone. And I'll be fucking invulnerable. And like, but after you, you know, once you do that, you realize that this this is actually reflected in dialogue, and people actually start referring to you as someone who operates in these different ways. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, you get they call you the Alpha Protocol. (laughs) You get little like perks, Delta Protocol, kind of like in you know, like in in the original Fallout's when you could choose perks. Like in this game, you get stuff like that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they're assigned based on your behavior. So that's good. It's it's cool. It, it it's it actually creates the impression that you are um, progressively building this character over time, like in a in a way that is is way more adaptive than most RPGs are these days. I don't know. It was interesting. Because funny, the people who I've who I know I've spent like a long period of time with that game uh-huh. echo the exact same sentiment as you. Oh, good. That's yeah, that's yeah. really good to hear. Actually, mm-hmm. like I mean, that's exact almost exactly what Robert said. You know, because mm-hmm. um, he like waxed on about this game for a long time. Um, yeah, it's funny. That Being like, a coworker of ours who's a programmer. Yeah. But uh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because a lot of times, because I feel like because, the, but I feel the, like the general the discourse of this game yeah, has just exactly. been like, the discourse whatever, man, like, it's not Mass Effect 2. It's like, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's and not it Mass like Effect a, 2. It's really, really different to Mass Effect 2. Um, well, I guess it, they had a sequel plan that isn't happening, is what I heard. I don't know like, if they had one plan or not, but it's, if well, they did, it's certainly not happening now. They declared that they're not doing another one. Right. Um, which, which kind which, of sucks when it, like, it kind yeah. of sucks but it also like the important thing about this game was not this character and this plot and this franchise like the important thing was these systems and this well it'll just be interesting design to mentality they employed systems carry on right? exactly right it's like i mean um i was probably really quiet for a second because i leaned back but um i think it's games like that where you see like kind of a mediocre first outing and then their second outing is actually really great you know um, yeah, well, I mean, if it's mediocre and interesting, exactly, like, that's what's important. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head, but I mean, that feels like a game that was ripe for that. You know, yeah. where apparently, I guess, I mean, not to shit on a game because I haven't played any of it yet, but Crackdown Two is the other way, where it's like all these great systems, and they just decided to like 
Well, I don't not. even. Yeah, I haven't played Crackdown two, and I and I two, and I. I have, I'm, again, I'm, again, I'm, this is all third hand. Yeah. yeah, no, but but I can say that, like, from my perspective, when I look at Crackdown two, I loved Crackdown. Oh, me too. I thought it was a great game. But when I look at Crackdown two, it's not even like it looks bad. It just I'm like, oh yeah, I, I played that. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to spend sixty more dollars on this again. Like, it's just it's so it's disappointing because I I liked Crackdown so much, but when I look at Crackdown two, I can't. Like, I just can't get excited about it. Like, it just exactly looks like one. such a perfunctory sequel to me that, you know, I don't know. That was that was a disappointment because I, I did like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Jake, what do you got, Jake? wants to say what something. Do you, do you guys want to do some Reader Mail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been a long some? time since we did Reader Mail. It's been a while, and I think it's time. Guys, I would love to do some Reader Mail. We could read some mail from readers. Okay, we're going to take a break into Reader Mail. Break okay, now. Mail break. readers. Video game. The sun is fucking 80s-ing it up on your wall over there. Yeah, <laughs> your 80, yeah, your 80s. 80s dog is like just waiting. 80s dog. I'm sorry, there's no 80s dog. No, is there, there might be. 80s, 80s dog, dog is actually a ponytailed saxophonist who plays a, <laughs> plays a smoky solo just when that window, uh, yeah. when the light is yeah, cast like that's that. That's true. And then what you need is there would be, if this was a movie, there would, the, 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 the love scene that we're having in front of that would be in silhouette. That's true, on like Top slats. Gun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but like that Top Gun, that definite fucking scene in Top smoky Gun. sacks. Yeah, like a fog machine is out in force, and the fog is orange. Yeah, <laughs> yep. We were short fit, one crocket. That the MIDI trumpet was born in the eighties. <laughs> like when the smoky, like when you know, right? Well, the because, fast saxophone is being raised to like if you can't new af- levels if you of can't cheesiness. Af- if you can't afford that saxophone, a keyboard can provide <laughs> yeah. a, a faithful substitute. <laughs> Video game. <laughs> oh, Max Ides, by the way, drives a tugboat. Oh, That's yeah, how he yeah. arrives everywhere. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck. fuck. What date is it? <laughs> what day? is it? Isn't that an inefficient mode of transportation, Max Ides? <laughs> I only work one day a month. <laughs> Come on. Why is that him? Also, I drive a cab in a cartoon. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Max I like that you're Max Eyes' obnoxious drunk <laughs> doctor girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you're Max Eyes. Like, everyone's got their... <laughs> and everyone does Max Eyes a little different, you know? It's a little... <laughs> oh, we're all pretty much on the same page on Max Oh, yeah. Eyes. Come on. Video game. So, Chris. Yeah? What did the readers write in? I mean, the readers wrote in a bunch of stuff because we haven't done reader mail in oh, like we two back? months. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. Hey Jake, what's up? Um, Have you played any video games? Jake's recently? here for the reader mail, actually. I tried to play and, some and but... the free uh, deli style mustard um, Gardetto pretzels. Brand That's pretzels. true. Do you enjoy those? Yeah, the mustard is kind of powdery. Gets in your hands. Mm-hmm. Dear uh, the Auto Thumbs podcast, video games, boost scoops, and hopefully famous Sean Van Anam and Vanaman. Oh, thanks. Uh, he's totally I got a here. Thanks, buddy. No scoops um, today, though. I just wanted to drop you guys a quick note that thanks to your podcast, I bought a gaming PC. With Far Cry 2, Mass Effect 1 and 2, Trine, King's Bounty, and Civilization, along with that. the orange box and the entire 3D GTA series. Wow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I bought a gaming PC and $400 worth of software. See, here, here's the heartwarming moment coming up. As an aside, I bought Far Cry 2 for the 360 sometime last year based on the Idle Thumbs thumb of approval, and I hated it. I would spend, <gasps> I know, I would spend so much time getting lost in the woods, killed at checkpoints, and head first into missions only to be killed immediately. That's the fun it of wasn't it. until a friend showed me the proper way to play it, or at least the different ways in which to play it, On that I properly understood its true majesty. Now, after it's, about... It's true majesty? Yeah. He went from hating to majesty? Yeah, dude. 
Now after putting 20 hours into it on the 360 and another 15 hours on PC, I'm ready to say that it ranks in my top 10 favorite games of all time and my favorite game in the past few years. Thank you again, Hunter Pendleton, Fort Worth, Texas. So, that's awesome. Great, Hunter. Glad you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying your new gaming PC um, and all that sweet video game software you purchased. May I recommend... No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, assuming you still have your Xbox. <laughs> Perhaps Snoopy's Flying Ace. <laughs> My gamer tag is Crime Fighter with an A on the end. Is it really? Yeah. Sweet. Crime Fighter. How do I not have you on live? I get this because I never use live. I don't know. Oh. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess James, it's because I don't like you. <laughs> that's also true. James Small writes, Hi, the Al Thumbs Podcast. Hello. Hey, Having listened to some Hi. of your earlier podcasts about Fallout 3. They were better than your new ones. And how... <laughs> <laughs> and how there was a hub of angry internet men proclaiming it isn't followed enough. Was that internet men is one word? Because do you know plain clothes men is one word? Yeah, yeah I love that. That's a good word. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. three really word good. compound three words. Three word compound words today. Oh, yeah. Plain yeah, clothes yeah, nice. men. Yeah, it's, yeah, I didn't think that plain all. clothes men is really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got another one. But we'll um, anyway, he says, please do not take this as another, other, uh, as another one of those emails. Uh, the atmosphere and but no mutants allowed. <laughs> the atmosphere and mood of no, but he makes a good point. I read this email already. Oh. the atmosphere and mood of Fallout Three <laughs> Sorry, is spot God. on. So too is the wit and dialogue. Missing, however, was the one thing that really hit a nerve for me in the in the previous two installment. What made Fallout Fallout to me, which was the sense of real life consequences of in game choices. It might not have been a design decision, but for me, on many playthroughs. Um, and he's talking here about Fallout 1 and 2, there were times when I would have made uh, too many bad choices and the game would have been completely unwinnable no matter what I tried to do. No one would talk to me or they would attack me on sight, uh, which funneled me into areas where the only choice I would have would be to restart my entire playthrough to, to hope to see the endgame. This gave me a real sense of fear in my choices and worry that I would do something so egregious that hours of time would feel wasted. Fallout 3 did not have the same type of consequence, so if I tried to do something evil, I could. Even detonating an entire town only made it a little bit harder to beat the game. So I immediately felt less, felt less engaged as I couldn't really do anything to actually damage my playthrough. Seeing as you talk a lot about consequence in games, I thought um, that might be food for thought and give you one person's perspective on why a great post-apocalyptic game with tons of great features wasn't quite the Fallout he wanted. Love the show, eagerly awaiting the next one. Uh, cheers, James Small. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting point. I was thinking about this recently in the context of XCOM, um, which is the new game being made by, by 2K Marin and 2K Australia. Um, there was a thing that, like a property of games that existed in the 90s on the PC where a, games, a certain you know category of games got so systemic that you were actually playing a real system and you could fuck it up because your success or failure was actually based on the systems this game was running on, not on this sort of like freight train narrative engine that just kind of propels you along no matter mm -hmm. what. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily better or worse, but I think it's really interesting. Like, I, I think it's interesting that there was a time when you could make a, a game, you know, for hundreds of thousands or in some case millions of people that actually does, like they can actually lose it. You know, not just a multiplayer game, but an actual systemic single player game like again maybe that's maybe it's good that that went away because it was too frustrating for people but you know i do think it's it's a really interesting cool thing that existed once and and is pretty much gone at this point and he's he's totally right that it's a huge difference between fallout 1 2 and 3 yeah i wish i had played any fallout game to be able to comment on that <laughs> i've never played a fallout yeah I not mean, one yeah. like i mean this is a quick aside but i was going to do that what would you do? The first one. Play the first one. Play Fallout 1. The tone is better than Fallout 2, in my opinion. And then play Fallout 3? Oh, you've not played 3 either? I have not played a Fallout. Well, yeah, you can do them. I mean, they're so different that, you know, it's not... Yeah. 
Imagine they're, if they're, I came I mean, to you and said, should I play XCOM with this one that's coming are, out? You'd well, be, see, the, yeah, those games are even more different. I mean, the, those yeah. are like totally different types of games. Um, Fallout 3 is a really good game, though. Like, I think it's a good game. But mm-hmm. this, this guy makes a really interesting observation that, like, when I read it, I, it really, I started thinking about all, the, you know, there was there were tons of those games mm-hmm. in the 90s that were like that. You know, where, where you, we had these, there was like this move forward in, not even move forward, because that exists in the 80s, too, with guys like Chris Crawford and like Dan Barry and or Danielle Barry and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, there was this really interesting like avenue of design that, that really existed heavily on the PC mm-hmm. that was all about that. And a lot of those, a lot of those things ended up finding their way into more modern games, like modern Western RPGs and stuff like, you know, Bioshock. Those, those games have like inherited that. They just treat them in like they soften it. They make it more forgiving, which again, I'm not saying that's bad, mm-hmm. but it's just how history has, has kind of gone. And it's it's left that one particular avenue of game design um, a lot less, you know, approached these days for obvious reasons. It's fucking hard. But it, it that that was one thing that was really interesting about that era was that you you were making game or you know people were making games for an audience that was big enough that you could make a profit on a game, but kind of still under the radar. You know, like you weren't worrying about whether you weren't like worrying about accessibility. Made, like Julian, whoever, whatever his name is, who made the original Xbox or XCOM, was not worried you about like whether that was going to get every magazine cover and whether it was going to sell Allard. five million units. You know, like that right. was not a concern for sure. That guy had to think about, which is which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was John, right? Was that the guy's name? It's good observation. This guy, yeah, John uh, James. No, James Small. James Jim J Allard. <laughs> Um, we'll so talking about Jay Allard. It's so weird that Jay Allard would write into the podcast. Yeah, he said he. Might I miss that. Jay Allard. Yeah, just okay. saying. You just miss him existing. No, when I saw when I saw Connect announced, and when I saw oh, and the, the fact that he wasn't there, and when I saw out. the look of that new Xbox, one, I missed seeing Jay Allard there. Two, I feel like maybe part of why the Xbox 360 is cool might actually have been because that guy was leading that project. I don't know. Sorry. Jay Allard vindicated here yeah, on the you, Idle Thumbs podcast. You're not a fan of the new look of the Xbox 360. I think the new Xbox 360 looks stupid, and I think that Connect doesn't actually match with what people buy a 360 for. Well, that's certainly true. I think everyone agrees with it that. Looks like, know, it looks like two Rokus like, taped together. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, that, that whole thing is weird, and it, it doesn't feel like... like <laughs> It's so weird to even be saying this, but I like that at the same it does not feel like a thing that Jay Allard would have led at Microsoft. If you look at the original 360... God, Jay Allard. I'm sorry. It's so funny that I an Idle Thumbs podcast Hall of Fame. That's Jay going in. Whatever. Jay Allard has gone from like... <laughs> no, Jay Allard is I think Jay Idle Allard. Thumbs object of ridicule and like weird perverted sex stories <laughs> to like kindly godfather of like... Back in the alley, like, this a, would be yeah, a prudent industrial design. I think that guy makes a fool of himself, and he's a hilarious dude. But I also can't... what's with the new guy though? I, I don't know who that is, but whatever. No, the I don't know. I don't know. I want my J back. This is like <laughs> this is like Drew Carey taking over the Price Is Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Give me the fucking rotting corpse of Bob Barker. Yeah, and just prop him up against no, that just, giant wheel. There, there is a certain actual sort of sense behind all the decisions made for the launch of the 360, and even though it kind of bombed out the Zune. And the Kinect and the new industrial design of the Xbox don't feel as unified or as clever to me as the original 360 did. It bums me out. And it makes me wonder well, if the common denominator is actually Jay Allard, which would be fucking hilarious. Well, there is, there is something pretty funny that is like, to me, the juxtaposition of 
check out this machine. You can you can dance around in front of our, our all-seeing eye, and it'll make a guy move on the screen, and it's fun, and you can bounce a ball. And and then also buy our Darth Vader fucking well, rape right. box the, next to it. The like, original, the original like, Xbox the looked looking? like a fucking cyborg like implant yeah. had landed in your house, and then the next Xbox... Oh, yeah, the cyborg waffle iron. Like, yeah, the, the next 360 was really like super friendly and curved, yeah. but it still it, like, kind of... It looked like it still looked like it was it was still bro friendly like it did a pretty good job with the industrial yeah. design of it. and then the next one is back to just like grading like you expect to see yeah. 15 of those lined up and then go out of focus as a huge fucking boot clumps by yeah. it. like <laughs> 50, Cylon army 50 comes Cylon behind soldiers go marching yeah. past it and then yeah. it will start smoking and yeah, I agree. it's ugh, I don't well, know I'm just looking at I mean even the elite I think I think it was a nice kind of even just when they went. Yeah, forward, I don't know. It it, it it it's a funny, weird thing that it feels like a step backwards to me for the Xbox. Yeah, uh, you pepped up for that Jay Allard. <laughs> fucking Jay Allard. You, right. You've been Oof. restraining. You've been like holding this back. Yeah. Like I just, guys, I gotta say something. I really miss Jay. What? It's weird. It's weird to have a positive thing to say about Jay Allard, and I'm probably wrong. And if someone knows the actual. Oh. <laughs> oh my god that was actually a burp not a tear uh. well i don't know what that was it was the most emotional i've ever seen you <laughs> anyway jail is a hilarious Ooh. dude but it that struck me as hilarious also when i saw the uh the new 360 unveiled at e3 i was like what the fuck jay would never make that <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful that's yeah. hilarious yeah all right so uh dietrich stogner writes sorry that's funny oh. uh boost scoops and dietrich. video games Google um, dog well, I played. Okay, so this is a good email. This kind of ties into the Fallout one in a little, in a little way, because uh, he writes about Sims, and Sims is kind of one of the other, one of the few modern games that is just like, here's a system, yeah. go play in it. Uh, anyway, so he says, well, I played Sims three the other day. My fiance's daughter Hannah was watching me when I put out the fire in the Sims fireplace. She asked why I bothered in the video game. I told her that the Sims uses bad scenarios that are realistic and they keep the game lifelike. I explained that if you leave the stove on or leave the fireplace burning, it can start a fire in real life. So they modeled that in the Sims as well. She nodded, and I felt happy that I'd imparted a little bit of wisdom into her eight-year-old brain. Ten minutes later, I took my sim outside and began looking through the telescope. As my digital self searched the heavens, a giant fucking meteor crashed down and crushed my sim to death. There was no warning, no chance to learn from a near miss, just squish. As the Grim Reaper came to escort my sim to hell, my sim was an asshole, I glanced over and saw Hannah staring at the computer screen with a look of absolute horror on her face. It took three days for her mother and me to convince her that just because it happened in The Sims, it doesn't mean she's actually going to be crushed by an asteroid while she's waiting for the bus. <laughs> so Will Wright is ruined this fucking girl's yeah, life. Yeah, just thought you'd appreciate this. <laughs> yeah, she's going to just not... Like, that's amazing, that's though. Incredible. Sometimes, if, like, yeah, what sometimes happens is fire. Real. Like, fire yeah. starts. It's just like real up, life. If you look at a telescope, you'll die yeah. by the heavens. <laughs> sometimes you go to college and become a lesbian. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, though. I don't know. This, this oh, yeah. was, like, uh, this was an incredible scenario to me. Like, yeah. I love the idea that he just went to, like, great pains to reinforce this knowledge of, like, yeah, sometimes things happen and you've got to deal with it. And then just, like, two seconds later... Murder! When, oh, when Hannah's, when, yeah, when Hannah's father, Dietrich, is squashed by a meteorite, she, that girl's never leaving the asylum. Yeah, yeah. that's just done. <laughs> oh, a good story. Thanks, Dietrich. That was good. Quality. Um, Miles Casey Nestor writes, Hey Thumbs. Miles Casey I realize Nestor? you guys talked about... Oh, so this is about cryostasis. Hmm. I realize you guys talked about this game a year ago on June 18th, 2009. Have you finished the game? What did you think of the ending? I really like the different plot threads that brought to the possession come together. Ugh. That you affect through possession come together. I thought the boss was stupid, etc. And then he says some stuff about the story. Um, but the end was pretty cool. They could have... Uh, well, whatever. He says some more stuff about the plot that I shouldn't read. But anyway, the, the reason I brought this up is because I actually haven't finished Cryostasis yet. But like recently, there's 
I, I just it's one of the, you know one of the bajillion games I've started and not finished, um, which I've been trying to remedy lately, which is why I've finished so many games. Such anyway, a completionist these days, Chris. I know it's it's weird. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because on the Idle Thumbs forums lately, like there's been this amazing like gr- grassroots cryostasis appreciation campaign that just came out of fucking nowhere. Like I guess it was spurred by the recent Steam sale. Like it was it was only a few dollars. All of a sudden, like the cryostasis thread has just exploded with people being like, man, I just finished this game. And this is one of the most amazing experiences I've had in years. It's incredible. And now I feel really dumb for being the person that, intro- that like, you know, talked about this game to these people. Oh, no spoilers, guys. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. And like now what? So uh, that was a crazy thing. And like our forums have discovered this is like this amazing, like sleeper, you know, cult sensation. So I actually have to go back and finish it now. By the way, stop by our forums. They're fun. People are nice there, and you can play multiplayer Idle games thumbs with dot forms. <laughs> That's not what it is. Oh. You silly person. I don't know. I was on there once. Forums.idlethumbs.net. Slash forums. I think my forum avatar is Well, it's is either idlethumbs.net slash forum or forums.idlethumbs.net. Slash forums. All right. Jared Garst writes, Civilization <gasps> Art. Jared. As, on a scale from one to rad, how rad would it be if Civilization had art based on the age your civilization is in. So the units start out as cave paintings, then change to flat medieval art, and finally into what the game looks like now. Oh, he's also, talking about a different about that game. game. I know, that's why I read this. Okay. <laughs> also, he said this is good, though, too. Also, I'm disappointed that you can't cheat your way into the postmodern era, where you endlessly research existential thought in a post-structuralist society. That so should be in the same game. game yeah, that should be in there. <laughs> that'll go. That'll be huge. So yeah, um, what he meant actually is Rock of Ages. Exactly, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That looks gosh. Oh, my gosh. The, the guys who made uh, Xenoclash are making a game called Rock of Ages. Like, a bullet point in this game Not to be is... Not Rock of Love. Like, this makes... Play through the eras play, yeah. of art history? Yeah, play through many era, real eras of human art history. Like, what? Amazing. That's yeah. a feature of your game. You're the fucking best. It looks kind of mm-hmm. like... It looks like Odama. It looks like Odama, but far cooler. Yeah. Well, do you drop... Are you the rock or are you the other side? I don't know. I don't care. You take like... a big ball rock thing and you crash it and you through. You roll it down a hill like, yeah. full of art. You crash other people's fucking faces through art history. The best part of the yeah. trailer, really do. one, or the two best parts of the trailer are. You said it wrong. The, the, really do. Like, yeah. They claim they'll have era appropriate music as well, which is awesome. Like They have uh, Mozart's uh, Dies Irae in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's an amazing piece of music. <sighs> Um, in the background that just like totally sells the trailer and two if the last song is Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love and it's in the <laughs> 80s yeah. sold god that, oh man that would actually be really cool in 80 like an 80s era where everything is weird like GM, like um, stupid like Devo album covers yeah yeah, yeah. Um, anyway they, but lots the, of the, piano keys are everywhere for some yeah. reason yeah other than the, other yeah. than the music my favorite thing in the trailer is that the sun like the most of the stuff in the trailer is renaissance era stuff uh, and they, the sun is like this huge, crazy, like Renaissance era, like solar calendar that is just in the sky and just fucking like fills up the skybox of your screen. Like it's such a clever, creative way to represent the sun in the medieval era. And like just seeing that that's the kind of attitude they're taking towards the art design in this game just made me all the more confident. These are, again, these are the guys who made, um, Xenoclash, which is, Mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting because that was a game that was surreal without just being a wacky art style, right? Like when people talk about visual uniqueness in games, they usually mean like it's cell shaded or like it's got a cartoony thing. The thing I thought was interesting about Xenoclash is that 
it was really unusual it's just looking, crazy. but just, yeah, yeah. because the mm-hmm. stuff it was depicting was crazy. And now they're going the total other direction. Now they are doing the total like weird looking rendering. Yeah, but and it's stuff. very unique, which is exactly, nice. but mm-hmm. it's not the same as if everyone else does. So these guys are like fucking half a dozen Chilean dudes being like the most creative people in the video game like, industry. So yeah, way to go. Lexicon. Guys. When this game sells 7 million copies and like activates, <laughs> when it's like, sells, we need our rock of ages. When it sells seven copies more accurately. <laughs> I love the fact that we could, I want to believe that we could live in a world where this would sell 7 million copies. Yeah. And then, and then Activision is like, turn it into a Guitar Hero game. Or just, yeah. uh, like, I think Atlas is publishing this, which is a good match, I think. Oh, for sure. And then they're also making, I think, Xenoclash 2, so that'll be cool. Um, or maybe they're not. I forget. So what was this anyway. guy's question? Oh, his was more of like, wouldn't it be cool if? if you could and they were like, well, if you're willing to sacrifice be cool. an RTS. Or, or for, rolling a rock around. <laughs> for like strange, yeah, yeah. rock downhill, explodey sim. The internet also pointed also, out. Also, it's a turn-based strategy. <laughs> oh, sorry. It the, is turn-based. Uh, the Rock of Ages thing, and this is a stupid thing to even point out, but the internet was like, oh, it's like Terry Gilliam's Money Python stuff. And I hadn't thought about that at all. Because mm, it's flat. No, but if you look oh. at the fucking logo for Rock of Ages, it basically it looks exactly is just like the Life of, Brian logo. Life of Brian logo. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, that made me happy because it doesn't really actually look like the Gilliam stuff, but no. it looks, it's sort of culturally this a lot exactly. of the same sort well, of source a material, of but a, way, a very by, different style. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really, uh, yeah. well done, those guys. We're clapping for yep. Chile. Um, and Chilean game developers. Yeah, we love the stew. Chili. What? Chili. Oh, right. The uh-huh. stew uh-huh. on soup. See this joke? Uh, Joseph Thrawn writes, Game design around the world. Critics can be quick to note a game's physical point of origin, but I rarely see anyone elaborate on what actually Those makes Chilean a game. Those Chilean game developers. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> nice But saying. I rarely see anyone elaborate on what makes an actual game Eastern European, for example. What, oh, what are these philosophies that developers from different countries have? What are the tenets of hmm. Eastern European, Western, or Japanese game design? Well, I mean, I think Japanese... Like, the Japanese Western philosophy is the most easiest, delineable, de- easiest to delineate, but I do think like a lot of that requires historical context. Who is it that I was talking to someone? Yet. Was it one of you guys? You and I were talking about in, how the Japanese RPG guys are just like, yeah, we're oh fucking no. doing it wrong. I was talking uh, to someone where it was just like someone said, oh, well, in Russia, people just expect the game to be this Oh, way. yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I, 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 this was years ago. I, Sorry. We can come back to your Japanese thing. Yeah. I want to hear no, that. I I wanna, I I'm cool well. with Japan. That's no, all I got to well, say. We should talk about it after this. But um, the like the, I was reading an, ar- an article with um, an interview with one of the guys making Stalker. This was years ago before, I think maybe it was maybe it was a little after the original Stalker came out. And the person was basically saying, you know, all these all these Eastern European games like it's, you know, what the is it about this? Yeah, the interviewer was saying this, you know, like what is it about Eastern Europeans where you, you want to make these games where, you know, using these huge worlds and so open ended and all these systems that interact and players all these choices. And the guy was like, what do you you know, what do you what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, so many games from from that part of the world are have all these systems and have all this exploration and all this player agency. Like what? Why do you do that? And the guy was just like, uh, that's just what that's just what people here think a, a game. That's what a game is. And the guy was like, oh. All right. And it was interesting because it, I mean, obviously not every game from Eastern Europe is like that. I mean, Metro 2033 was made by X stalker guys and that's a much more linear experience, but there, you know, it does to me, that's encouraging about games as an expressive form because it really does show like how sort of culture, ex, cultural expectations and, and, uh, uh, kind of tendencies actually feed into the creative end result. So Americans just want a big dumb game that looks good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you whereas in the East they want. I the, mean, uh, no, I mean, there's something to be said for the fact that you you're not you 
you're probably not going to see a lot of American development studios making anything as bleak as Stalker. Like, you're just, I mean, if you do, it's going to be filled with, like, crazy, like, like, yeah, like, hardcore. You know what I mean? It's like, you can make games that are grim and dark in North America, but you're probably not just going to make this, like, desolate, bleak, like, humanity soul-sapping. Right, that game would actually turn out to be... Now I've just forgotten the name of the game. What was it? What are you Poster doing? Poster is that guy. Poster is that the guy. Box art is the guy. Borderlands. Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah right. Jake okay. was putting a fake gun to his yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I like. The I mean, Borderlands is so radio. Like, could not be farther from that. Like, no, no, not at all. Right, but I mean, just where it's like this is desolate, but cartoony. But it's goofy and don't worry it's about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, Look at it's, this little guy. It's the same. The, the implication is that a very similar situation narratively created both of those right, worlds. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, the- there are bleak. It is just kind of it's it's more of a it's more of a nuanced tone than this kind of bleakness because there are bleak Western like action games, like incredibly like, bleak. like a Dead Space. Like that game's a bummer. But to that's play. I still see that as but it's like, more survival horror. I you're guess. gonna fucking start like in that. That's the game where you press up. There's a button like dedicated to like brutally fucking. Putting your boot through a guy's skull well, and a lot of blood spattering everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the stalker games are violent as well, but they're, but they're violent in a re- yeah. It's yeah. like, oh well, I just shot that guy and he fell over and died. Like, you know, it's not Half Life kind of has a lot of that. Yeah, Half Life is actually similar one. to that, but it's, yeah, the first one Half Life sure. has more levity in it, but yeah, it does. Have, it is actually well, before there's like head crabs and stuff. You're just like, oh, that guy just fell over. Like the yeah. death animations of that game are not a Western thing. They don't no, feel no, Western. No, no, it's all. very subdued. I guess in the German version of Half Life, if you shoot a scientist, they just sort of. Uh, sit down and then fall really? asleep. Really? Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's hold on. Awesome. I'm just, you know what? I see what you've done here. I'm going to go <laughs> I, and rest. Gonna, it's okay. I'm a scientist. I'm going to sit down and just bleed I have out. science. Yeah. I'm just going mean, to bleed out. I, we were talking to the German interns at Telltale about this. Like, Half Life is notorious, the German version, because the aliens in the military, when you shoot them instead of blood, gear sprites come flying out, I guess. But <laughs> oh when you shoot gosh. scientists or blatant humans, they just I sort hope, of go, I hope, oh, Valve, well, just, I hope rest. Valve just thought that was hilarious. It's so like, well, I mean, because in Germany, I guess you can't have yeah, I know. guys yeah, come they, flying yeah. out. Anyway, also, uh, as a note, Half Life Two was art directed by an Eastern European guy. Hmm. So there, there you go. go. So um, maybe I mean I think I boldly said that we don't have enough historical, we don't have enough distance from the movements. But maybe I'm, I feel like I'm probably wrong. Actually, yeah, everything is more obvious in hindsight, right? But yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can see some broad trends at least. And again, I don't. I don't go traipsing through Eastern European first-person shooters that often, so yeah. I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't do a lot of PC gaming, right? Because, I mean, that stuff is no. almost exclusively on the like, PC. No. Well, that's why I was looking at your, your happy little alien uh, oh, yeah. laptop here. I want to talk about this, because this is an shit. amazing machine. I've had, I you know, five years ago, I had the worst computer experience of my life with this, this shitty-ass Alienware desktop that I bought, and it was oh. garbage. And anyone I could talk to, I told out. You know who who was asking about what brand I should buy or whatever. Like not fucking, fucking alien not Alienware. I went. I had to jump through a million. I spent a year trying to get them to take that machine back or replace it, and it was just a nightmare. And it was stupid, and it blew. And I, I've never bought another preassembled desktop since then. I've just built my own, and everything's been fine. But you can't really do it without the laptop. So I recently I was going on a trip. This is actually when I was going to London, and uh, I wanted to have a computer to take with me, and I wanted one that was you know like decently capable of playing some games. I didn't end up playing any games on that trip, but I, you know, you wanted the game, or I wanted one in the long term. Maybe Chris I can play a game on yeah. it. Yeah. You're not going to go over there with an Asus right. E, but I, whatever. but I don't, but I didn't want a big heavy 
large computer. I, I like no, I've, this is I've quite had, small. Exactly. I I've had this. I've had big laptops before, and it sucks. It's horrible. Yeah. So I've... I did a lot of research, and literally the only computer that I could find that fit my needs, which were three, Picking it needed it up, to be powerful. Probably. It needed to be oh, small sorry, and light, did... and it needed to be relatively affordable. And there was only one that fit all these criteria, and it was the Alienware M11X. And I went down to Best Buy, and they had one in stock, and I bought it. And it was $1,000, um, which is certainly more than you'd pay for a netbook, but a lot less than you'd pay for, like, a traditional gaming laptop. This thing is badass. This is the best laptop I've ever owned. It's small. It's light. The battery lasts oh, for wow. hours and hours. It's, it, it's build is good. It's build is good. It's, it's it metal. Really good. It feels really yeah. solid. I'm and holding like, it right now. Sean also works for Alienware. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just... I look at the, would you it. look at this? I'm holding it right now. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, just... I mean, no, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's. it's we don't. A, I mean, I, Idle Thumbs is not known for its hardware reviews. No, no, no. So I, I don't really know I, how you I do just, that on a podcast. I'm so impressed. Like, with look this at this thing. cool like, thing. No, I mean, it's just I don't understand how they fit that computer into this size. Like, it's crazy. I mean, you know, and it has a nice video card. Yeah, and you can turn the video card on and off. So if you're not play, doing a 3D application, a word? you can get way better battery life, and nice. it's quieter and cooler. HDMI and out. Um, yeah, HDMI out. You can connect it to a monitor, or TV, or whatever. It can surf the internet. It does have internet. It does have an internet. But it has the internet? It does have the internet. It does not wow. It does not have an optical drive, though, which is fine because I never use my optical drive in my laptop. Interesting. A $1,000 computer that an optical drive. But it's so not... small, though. That's the thing. Like, most, most think how much space that would take up. Yeah. I don't know. This, this, is, this, is, this is nearly don't. netbook sized. I mean, this is a small computer. It is. Um, it's like, what, like four pounds? All right. We're talking about a thing no one's looking at sorry. right now. I think it's... Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. It's, it's, Just look at you guys. Look okay. This. If you want a small, powerful laptop... That is not absurdly expensive. The Alienware M11, M11X is really nice. M11. M11. M11X. Maybe yeah. Alienware sent us a few of them. <laughs> I wish. Jesus. Um, anyway. So it doesn't hurt to ask, Jake. Uh, Send me a laptop. That was me speaking. Sean Vanneman. Telltale Games. Send it there. I'll get it. <laughs> Michael Strait writes, hey, Mike. Vo voice acting in Titan Quest. Dear Mr. Boost... <laughs> I saw that you were giving Titan, Titan Quest a try. Were you surprised by the quantity and quality of the voice acting? I yes. was. Also, how about those sunsets? I look forward to hearing you talk at great length about Moonbase Alpha, Earthman. You just read this email so you could talk about Moonbase Alpha. Actually, I, I didn't know that was going to be in there. I, brought <laughs> I mean, I pre-screened no, all no. of the... the... No, I did have an ulterior motive, which was just to say Titan Quest seems pretty fun. I started playing it recently. Mm. But I don't really agree with this guy. The voice acting doesn't seem particularly great to me. Uh, maybe it gets better. But... Uh, I wanted to say I just wanted to say the Diablo sort of genre of games is one of those that I think a lot of people have the tendency to just ignore everything in it unless it's Diablo. Mm -hmm. And recently, uh, some people will play Torchlight and Death Bank. Yeah, that's a little different. But um, I mean, I mean, Titan Quest is like straight up Diablo. Okay, uh, Titan Quest is really good actually. It's like they learned a lot of really good lessons from Diablo. They implemented a dual a dual class system that is really like interesting and cool. Um, I really like how the skill trees work. It's basically a game that admits Diablo figured a lot of shit out. We're just going to make that game, but put our own ideas on top of it. And it's, I don't know why I never played it earlier. It's really fun. I played it with Nick Brecken what's and the, uh, uh, Alice O'Connor over at Shack What's Shackness. the theme? Um, Greek mythology. I mean, that's what I would have guessed, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's fine. The, the story stuff is whatever, but um, it actually makes me really now look forward to those like those guys, uh, Iron Lore, who made mm -hmm. Titan Quest, they, they were shut down by THQ, but they recently formed a new studio, Crate Entertainment, and now they're making another, you know, PC Diablo-esque game that they're funding and you themselves. It. And uh, now I'm excited about it. 
So that's cool. Good for those guys. Also, Moonbase Alpha, hilarious. Seems like a Chris Ramo approved game. Yeah, yeah. Can we, I actually, I mean, not tonight, but we should. I'd like to get into that. It's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We should. You mean we it's magical? Actually, I have, magical? I have an amazing, we should actually just like I have an amazing story about that. We just book some time at the old Casa okay, de Remo next time because right. we're doing more of these. That's fine. I thought this was our last one. No, 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 no. The PAX, oh, shit. The PAX episode is the last one. That's true. Yeah, maybe bring streamers. Um, yeah, Chris will play. I, I hope you had the time of your life. I think we have day. more mail, but that's probably enough. I think we're probably good. Yeah. Anyone else who wrote us? Mm. Don't worry. You. Keep writing. I mean, it's been bad. Keep sending in video game dreams. Questions at idlethumbs.net. Or 55wizardon. Don't do that. 55YRAMO. We don't check that right now, but I promise that at PAX, we won't actually play any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a promise you can take to the bank. Video games. Oh, the video game bank? The video game bank. <laughs> that was Sean Vanman. Filling in for Nick Brecken. Bye. <laughs> Are we done? Video games. Can't see myself from this angle. What does it look like compared to you guys? It looks like a tiny little, <laughs> little baby. It looks like a baby oh, would make a noise. <laughs> but mine's really loud. I play baby games after all. Uh, I play baby games after all. <laughs> the last sentence of the your... Babyest game saddest. of them all. How is it now? Does it look any the, better? The most babyest is game. Like, <laughs> do I look less baby now? You're a little less baby. Oh, I'm you're the most deadliest game now. Wait, really? No. Most dangerous game. Oh. Talk a little more about babies. Man. What about what about the babies, though? Oh, uh, it's close. to You're better now. Oh, am I sort of not a baby? You're still kind of a baby. Oh, God. No, we're, I you... can't stop being a baby. 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 Video game. Baby. Yeah, we're we're pretty close at this point. Alright. Fuck Max Eyes. It's only the 14th. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, 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 it's the 14th. We're okay. It's February. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>